<clears throat> Jason's back and there's gonna be trouble. Jason Schomer's in Minnesota. He went to Cali and he came back in a hurry. Jason, Jason Schomer's back. Ka, 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 ka. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome wow. to the show. I've had a lot of introductions before, but one never quite like that. <laughs> That's a I bet you wish that would have never happened. There's a lot of things in my life that I wish never happened. Yeah. <laughs> so it, that's not high on the list, but, but it might be on the it's list. It's somewhere on the list. <laughs> it might be on the list. Um, hi, Kim Duke. Hey, Chris Duke. Uh, last uh, episode was supposed to be filmed. And uh, like, a, like a dingus, my GoPro kept shitting out. I bumped the one camera so you can only see the back of young Clifton uh, T. Parks III's head. The whole time, but we had a, we had a, a party show, yeah, and we had a. I can't even blast. listen to it. There's too much ruckus. See, and I had edited out so much ruckus, but it's then the program crashed. It looked like it had saved the stuff, but I exported without. I couldn't sit through another t- fucking hour and whatever of that shit, so I just uploaded it. Anyways, I was like, "Fuck it, it's gonna be funny either way," and yeah. that's why I labeled it. This one's for us. Oh, because everybody everybody messaged me and they were like, that was so much fucking fun. And I was like, yeah, that was an episode for us. That was us getting drunk. I was hammered. And just, we, 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 I didn't realize how drunk I was until I listened to it. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Why am I so loud? Did you see all the people that were here? No. We had Missy. We had uh, Max. We had. Uh, James Dun- Thompson. Uh, yeah, James Thompson. No, Stanley, dumbass. What, what did I say? <laughs> James Stanley. <laughs> Don't try. It's so funny. I always am scared I'm going to call him James Thompson. And so I was saying that in my head. Don't yeah, call him James Thompson. I fucking you just did. did. You better bleep that What's out. What's that? Uh, is that one of those Freudian slips that they're always talking about? I always wondered what Freudian would look like in a slip. Hmm. Well, okay. Save it for the stage. <laughs> <laughs> There's your new opener. <laughs> Depending on the crowd, might be your closer too. Yeah. <laughs> so we had, uh, yeah, James Stanley and <coughs> Andrew Witzel, Kelly Collins, Caitlin, Robert, April, Robert April. Pretorius, Clifton, um, and it was just—it's hilarious to listen to. Like, there's subtle things that happened. We, yeah, we just made fun of each other basically for an hour. There's roasts. It got hammered, <coughs> and people got drunk. I kissed Robert. Uh, on on the mouth, and then I kissed Clifton on the mouth, and then we both kissed Dontrell on the mouth. Oh, that was about a kissing. <laughs> it was real awkward. Uh, next thing I'm like, why did all that happen? Why was everyone kissing? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was smooches like the way that I kiss my kids goodnight though. Like uh, you squish yeah, yeah, both yeah. their cheeks, and then you okay make them go. Yeah, 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 not like open mouth yeah, kissing. We making out. It's like how. Yeah, my grandma tries to kiss me and I have to turn my face. Ugh. Well, the party's getting less cooler. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Telling me yeah. more about it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, w- so that was a blast. Uh, lots of fun. Now, Kim Duke, uh, what what did you do with the, the children's today? We Well, I went and got my hair did by my friend. And then we went to the Como Zoo. We went on a tall inch and went to the Como Zoo. That I was heard fun. there were there were some gorillas getting real aggressive. I just fucking love the gorillas. I could watch them all day. Really, I could just stand there and watch them all day. 
they were um, pounding on their chests. <clears throat> I've never seen that. It was pretty exciting. And then there's like a, a one of the female ones. Like apparently they pick at their skin a lot. Um, but she like overpicks, and so it, oh. it looked like she got in a fight. But then they have like signs explaining that she just overpicks, and she has a little baby, and it was like hanging on her leg. It was so cute. Oof, duh. Um, <laughs> and then that really it was just the gorillas. Everything else, it's Como Zoo. It's so <laughs> the gorillas though, before or after you lied? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got the mini donuts and okay, we're with friends and it's like, uh, you don't have that conversation with the other parent. Like, are you going to buy your kids dipping dots? Cause no, I, it was just funny. Cause yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, she, the was first so time, she was so dramatic. Dad. Mom, Mom lied to, to me, me today. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was, it was, it was a good moment. Yeah. Well, and I didn't realize, I thought they had, there was like more areas in the zoo that had oh Dippin' yeah. Dots and of course the ones like on the far end and I'm like, I have to get home. I have to podcast at a certain time, oh, but it started way late. I could have got her Dippin' hey, Dots, so it's all your fault. Dots. I had a very impor- important phone call. But you know, and then I'm like, after we decided to go to Como, I'm like, yeah, of course we're going to be right by the state fairgrounds nightmare but nightmare. you know the rest of her life every time she goes there she'll be like this is where i was lied to <laughs> well and like little dukes like some gas stations have dipping dots so i'm like i'll go buy you dipping dots for right. half I, the I was price say, they sell at Coburn's? Like, yeah half the price half the price but it's just not enough i'm it's just not, so it's different. when she was it's like different. i don't even want you to be my whatever she said up there i go you can't say that that's not very nice and so then she started crying like, i'm sorry did you go eat your chicken nuggets i did really qu- quickly i was wondering where you went Woofed them down. I ate two of them while I was peeing. Wow. It's crazy that you can multitask and pee and eat food, but you can't clean the house and talk on the phone at the same time. Speaking of which, there's a, a pee and eat food uh, restaurant opening up in, in Monticello. What? So we have a guest here today. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very excited. We've been trying for for... For a, w- a little while, mm-hmm. probably like six months, I'm too famous. I'm a little less famous. Just kidding. I'm more famous. I have shows up the wazoo. I don't have time to be dicking around in your basement. It's not a basement. It's I'm a moving level. to California. Where do you live in California? <laughs> I was there for <laughs> like 72 hours. <laughs> You're on a 72-hour hold in California? <laughs> it, was, it was brilliant, yeah. Uh, I got a joke out of it. I said I moved to Santa Monica and I couldn't find parking, so I had to come home. That's oh. a good line. It, it is good because if you've been to Santa so Monica, true. it's yes, a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Nightmare. We were trying to park there the last time we went there, and um, we were driving through the alleys. And yeah, right. right. So they have the gr- you know the apartments in the garage underneath, mm-hmm. and there's I have a picture of it like ten whippy can. Oh, empty whippets. Wh- wh- and yeah, someone was underneath there doing whippets. Ten empty cans oh. just laying there. <laughs> like, I thought, like, this was supposed to be the nice area. Right. No, wait. I'm, t- I'm thinking about Manhattan. Beach. Yeah, you're thinking about, you're mixing oh. two stories. We drove around okay. Santa Monica for over an hour and then said, fuck it, we're leaving. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can see the left. ocean, but you can't park to get to the ocean. No, it's such a nightmare. Like, you can just drive by it very slowly. Yeah. Yeah, all those stoplights. Yeah. <sighs> you can't take the bus down there because somebody jacks off on every route while you're on the bus. I've never been on the bus. Mm. So well, from what I understand, there's a lot of public masturbating that happens. For real? You're when making you that the- shit No, I'm not making up. that shit up. 
I'm we, did, we did go to the Santa Monica Pier the last time. Not this last time, but the time before. And we had to park pretty far away. Oh, hey, real and it quick. it was a nightmare. What? Jason Schomer is on our show. Oh. Oh, I'm going to clap for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's 72 hours. Couldn't find somewhere to park, so you had to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a disaster. Did you have a place lined up? Or? Yeah, I mean, no, like I was going to stay with my friend and I was going to work out there and everything else. But there's just a lot of like the true story is you know, something as dramatic or anything as people think. Like there was no fight or no one was fired or anything. Um, I just got out there and the job became iffy real quick. Mm. And I was just like, I don't know if I want to stay out here and bleed out financially right now. And, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I was having a lot of back issues. Oh. Like severe back issues, um, which I'm still kind of contending with now, six okay. months later. L5 S1, where you at? Yep. Herniated disc, the uh, L4 and 5. Ah, I see, I'm L5 S1, so just oh, okay. a step below. Got it, yeah. It's a, very it's familiar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just did a spinal injection two weeks ago. Oh, God Chris damn it. I did a bunch of those, too. You yeah. d- nothing will help. And then they burned his nerves. <clears throat> yeah, I oh, did. Uh, oh. They did the burning of the nerves. Yeah. I was just about to say the phrase, and that threw me off. I f- completely forgot what it's called. Uh, the burning of the Did it help? Thing? Yeah, yeah. No. I had did a it help? No, he did physical therapy. He yeah, physical therapy was the only thing that, like, there's, I went to a place where you're strapped in to certain machines. So, so you're not just working out. They're, they isolate very specific muscles mm. and make you work out those muscles. When I went in, I had the strength of, like, the average 80-year-old man. Oh, wow. And so they had like a bunch of work to do because I had doctors constantly saying, don't do anything, do something, yeah. do more. Like it was all over the board. So my shit was all fucked up. And yeah, by the time I finally got to people who knew what they were doing, like it hmm. was microderm ablations. Nope. That microderm ablations, facial stuff, babe. Uh, Something ablation. Yeah. It's a, yeah, ablation. Are you sure it's not microdermablations? That's, I'm a I female, I know, yeah. I was going to say, face. I think it's like. <laughs> that's face stuff. That's face stuff. Yeah, <sighs> that's when you put like the stuff on your face and you use like a machine that does this. I ha- I used to do it because I thought I could get rid of my freckles if I did that. Oh, it doesn't I work. They, they stay. <laughs> Is it because they they're in the statute of limitations? Yeah. But no, ablation. Yeah, you did ablations. <laughs> yes, I did ablations on my back. Huh. But them. it didn't help. Didn't do anything. You're gonna have to do surgery. <clears throat> I hope not. I have stuff that you know I use to to try and strengthen my shit up. But I'm back to being in a chair a lot, and that's super bad for mm-hmm. for for that stuff because you can't help it. Your shit starts to curve, and that's terrible. Like, did you do? Mm-hmm. Did they do the test to see uh, if your discs are dehydrated? No, it's it's a really old injury from like 27 years ago. Mm. Yeah, about 27 years. Um, and I just, I ruptured disc and they wanted to actually operate then. But mm. they were like, uh, just so you know, if we hit the nerve, you're never going to walk again. And Isn't it freaked so my mom. I know. Scary. Well, and it freaked my mom out. And yeah. plus, I mean, obviously it's probably a whole different ball game now as far as like what advances they can do. and whatnot because yeah, yeah. before they were talking about the, um that they'd have to go in from the front oh even yep. and i was just like ah so there's like <laughs> a hell of a lot more of me from the front than there is just from like you know literally yeah, right yeah, yeah. there i didn't understand why they could oh it's crazy because there's so snip, snip. there's so much back there 
Somebody that, yeah, they do. They yeah. I, they they showed me the whole thing too. Like if, yeah. if I was gonna go that route of shaving off part of the disc. Oh yeah. Because they do that now instead of going in for like a full blown, you know, um, like whether it's fusing or whatever. Mm-hmm. The the other thing that yeah they had mentioned to me was they can go in and take off a piece. Because mm-hmm. right now what's happening is that disc is pushing on these two nerves, and <coughs> and it'll cause. Uh, pain all the way down to my toes oh yeah sure so like sciatica and all mm-hmm. that f- fucking fun shit are you on you'll, you just, have, you'll just be walking and all of a sudden like your leg goes like wonky and you're like i can't even take another step forward yeah. just yep. gonna stand here and let this pass hopefully quickly that was happening to my pregnant friend today yeah oh uh, well it's brutal fucking breeders am i right <laughs> <laughs> they got what they deserved <laughs> Now let's get to the interview part. I'm excited to well, ask yeah. you. So you had uh, damn it. I feel like we we're a bunch of like old people at like a on a park bench. Oh, my <laughs> injury! Know. You got that. Well, my Peggy had that. <laughs> oh, she had to do physical therapy <laughs> too. Uh, her doctor got her hooked on them drugs. You yeah, know, no. I helped her get off yeah. those opiates, though. Jesus. Jeez. Well. <laughs> <laughs> what would Jesus She's do? She's doing all right now. <laughs> Not opiates. Um, <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah, no, I, so I'm, I'm excited to ask you, um, I don't know your comedy history, like how, how you got started, oh. what made you want to do this in the first place. I, I'm gonna, th- go so you really do a lot of research on your guests. No, no, no. Saying. no, no, like no. Have you done interviews line. before? Have I done interviews before? Yeah. Yeah. Are yeah. they like available? Could I like no. YouTube? No, they're probably not at all. I've been on the radio a lot. Do you have a website where it explains about? what got you into comedy? <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a website. And here's the thing. Um, I'm probably like the only comedian in the world at this point that doesn't have a website. You just gave me shit for not doing research and you don't have a website. I don't because I just don't take the time <laughs> to do it. It's really funny. It's work. It's, it's a lot of... Ugh. Here's the thing. I grew up, video games to me were Pac-Man and Qbert. All right. Miss Pac-Man, Frogger. That's it. Mario Brothers came around like Nintendo right yeah like the, yep, the yep. whole the birth of nintendo super mario brothers that whole thing that's where i ended with technology mm-hmm. like i have like zero interest in a lot of things after that does that make sense yeah. like yeah. i yeah. just don't like you I have s- an aversion still, to progress i, buy, I get it I, no if i don't <laughs> have an aversion to progress that's why you didn't last in la or in california right yeah it's too it's too <laughs> modern there. you gotta what do you mean i gotta go on and do an app to get a parking pass no what do you mean you have to ride a bird to work no i still i still i still buy cds yes, I don't know what's happening over there. I made you a joke. We support oh. each other. Did you buy the Taylor Swift CD or do you have yeah. it downloaded? No. Well, I have it downloaded because I had to get it at midnight and the store <laughs> wasn't open. Oh, yeah. But I did get the actual You physical. didn't go wait in line outside the Target? The Target? No. They didn't, they're not 24 hours. That's true. And you're not going to the Walmart. No. <laughs> but no, you had to go to Target to get the deluxe Remember when you would go to like Sam Goody or yeah. Media Play? Media Play. Yeah. yeah. Midnight release. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Kids nowadays don't have that. No. Fuck. They're spoiled. They're bi- they, they I don't do think they're... So at 12... I think they're robbed of really cool things. That was really cool. You know what's funny is I still think Ugh. of the Sam Goody in the Mall of America. This is back in the day when Jessica Simpson had her like line of like sprays and lotions and you could taste them i remember going in there when they were first released and being super excited about like tasting all these lotions and stuff oh my god i know i met jessica simpson (gasps) i love jessica simpson i met her twice 
go on. How'd you meet Jessica? Because I used to work at a radio station in the cities. Oh, okay. Um, it's just a funny story because you you dropped her name, I didn't. So <laughs> I, you opened the door for me to tell. Um, so the first time that she came, um, uh, it was when she was releasing her first album after Newlyweds oh, after okay. the divorce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like this little gag order that you weren't supposed to talk about, like the show Newlyweds or Nick Lachey, like because it was after the divorce. Yeah, it was oh. like right after. Um, and she just wanted to focus on other things. But she brought her dog, and her dog pooped <laughs> in like the performance room at the radio the station. The dog that ran away and got killed? Is it that dog? <laughs> I know a lot about Maybe. I don't know. It was the little one. I would have to, like, I'd have <laughs> yeah, to see yeah, a picture. Yeah, it's fine. Because I was sitting next to... the one that he gave her on Newlyweds? Well, it's like a little yeah, yeah, brown yeah. one, a little tiny brown okay, one. Okay, okay. So is it the same one? I think so. Oh, it's sad. Your well, face when she said the on one that the got floor. killed. I know, right? <laughs> like, too soon. Um, <laughs> and so I was sitting next to the woman who um, was one of the main assistants to one of the higher ups, and okay. she was a real kind of germaphobe, and everything was in its place. And so, like when the dog pooped, she just like I just felt the air in the room get like sucked oh. out and she got really tense and she just looked at me and just through her clenched teeth she's like and that's why we don't bring dogs to the office <laughs> <laughs> and i thought it was really funny yeah. um, i was like well let's grab it we can ebay it so for real i seriously like yeah that's i mean you, you back a, then yeah you know, she was a yeah. huge star and so anyway so she was there and we met and you know did a photo of the whole nine yards so now jump ahead a year or two or whatever she was coming back when she was releasing the country album oh okay because uh i was working uh it was um a radio cluster that had like five or seven different radio stations oh. of different mm-hmm, formats mm-hmm. and so she was coming for the, the country station and um so i got to actually go and like hang out because i was friends with the music director for the okay. station yeah. so i got to go and like hang out in the studio and hear the album before it was actually released Ooh. you know what i mean and so like they're giving her pointers like well you might want to strip that one down or you might want to add some more instruments to this so it was really fascinating wow, to see like how this yeah. all works so then i had printed the photo of our first meeting right <laughs> yeah, yeah. so she could autograph it oh. and i said oh i go i brought a photo from when i met you the first time i said you know would you autograph it? was she's she like, really nice yeah she was super nice she's like absolutely and so i had it and i go okay just brace yourself i'm i'm so right well no that's why i said to her i go just brace yourself because oh. you're gonna get really excited when you see the photo because we're super cute in it <laughs> and she's just like looking at me and then she takes the photo and she goes oh, we are so cute oh, and it was just, it made me laugh really hard and then she's just like oh and i miss having my hair like that <laughs> so i was like it was a good luck yeah oh, that's I like beautiful her. That's yeah she's just, i don't know i've just always good. liked her now, okay, let's get back to. The, uh, I obviously don't know anything about your okay. start. So, I gotta ask. This is how I started in comedy. Um, it was by accident. So, what happened was, is I went to college for theater, theater arts, of course. Not surprised. Right? I don't, what? Because I have the flair for the dramatics. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> um, but no, I wanted to direct. That was my life dream, was ah. to direct a Broadway musical. Ah. And so, uh, it was right before graduation. And I was going to direct Grease for the community theater in Little Falls. And I had no plans after that. Like nothing lined up in my life whatsoever. And um, I was watching the Rosie O'Donnell show. And I was like, oh, this show, I, like it was the first season. And I was just like, I love the show so much. And a number flashed across the screen for tickets. And I thought, you know, I want to work there. So I called the ticket number and said, hi, my name is Jason Schomer. I'm from Minnesota and I want to work for the show. And they're like, yeah, this is for tickets. And I said, I know it's for tickets, (laughs) but you probably know someone that you could transfer me to. And they're like, 
okay. And so I got transferred and I did the same thing over and over and over. And eventually I made it into the production offices to um, someone that was in charge of internships. And she told me to send in a resume and cover letter. So then I hung up the phone. I said, you'll get it tomorrow. And so I hung up the phone and called my professor. I was like, what's the cover letter and a resume? Because <laughs> um, I was a theater major. Like, we didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, we could do a play about a resume and a cover I letter. I said, you want an audition tape? Because I have. Well, yeah, exactly. So I was just like, I don't know. What, what do you even put on one of those? Um, and so she's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm applying for the Rosie O'Donnell show. She's like, oh, my God, come over now. And so we did. And this is back at the University of Minnesota Morris. And um, the next day I had to fax it and there was like one fax machine in the city of Morris that I had to go to to fax <laughs> my stuff to, to New York City. <laughs> and um, and then they called and like, okay, we want you to come out uh, for an interview, but it was the week of finals. So I had to move all my finals, blah, 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 blah. So it was a really long process. But like your I, teachers I, were I, really I, great about yeah. you. Well, yeah, they were all just like, they're like, why do you need you can't move your final why why are you even asking such a thing it's just like well i have an interview at the rosie o'donnell show and they're like oh, what works for you to take That's it and so i was just like awesome. well it's math do i really have to take it <laughs> um then i just went out to new york i did the interview and then they were going on hiatus for a while um and then um come and knock on my door dun, 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 dun. we've been waiting for you. you so anyways before uh okay my my offspring interrupted you were saying uh, you had to fax the thingy thing. Oh, yeah. I had to fax the resume and the cover letter. And then they changed your finals. And then you're yes. like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. we changed the finals. And so um, I was actually, we were in my basement sewing costumes for Greece. And they called. And were like, yay, we picked you. Come work for the Rosie O'Donnell show. Be, be our intern. And I was just like, yay. And they're like, so we need to start next week. And I'm like, oh, I'm in the middle of a production of Greece. Can I maybe start in August? And they were like, uh, okay. And that's like, I always say that that's just the audacity of youth where you don't know what you don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like here's, you know, the top, television show in the country that's regularly beating Oprah in the ratings oh yeah offering me a position and I'm like yeah uh, that's <laughs> not really gonna work for me you know what I mean like yeah, you yeah. just nowadays like drop everything uh, yeah. drop everything and be like I'm on my way I'm halfway there um and so that's you know that's just the shift of the times I guess but anyway so it was working there that the writer said I was funny and they were like, you're really, really funny. You should do stand-up. And I'd never even really seen stand-up except for one time a comedian came to campus when I was in school. Mm-hmm. And that's the only exposure I ever had to stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, you're really funny. You should go do it. And I was just like, okay, maybe. And they're like, no, okay, seriously. And so they called down to the New York Comedy Club and got what? me a spot on the show. Um, and they're like, okay, you're doing it next week, whatever day it was. And it was December. Because I remember we all went to Scream too. I think, afterwards. You lied to me. Yeah, I told her to just <laughs> so she wants Yeah, you just cake. lied to her again because Lana's not helping. What's, what's going on? What's she trying to do? She wants a piece of cake. There's only a little bit left. I said, just put a fork in it and just eat right off the container. The cake you were going to throw away. Yeah. I was going to throw away. It's true. It. It's her birthday cake. Okay. Okay, go ahead. So, yeah. Okay. Co- your your comedy first club. time was at the New York Comedy <laughs> Club? <laughs> it's the first time I ever, yeah, I ever did stand-up comedy. You it's asshole. So, I didn't know anything <laughs> about it. They just told me, they're like, they're like listen, just so you know, you're going to bomb, so don't feel too bad but you know everyone bombs when they start uh don't touch the microphone and the lights will be really bright they're like just focus on what you're saying so that bright light's nothing nothing i'm used to much brighter lights (laughs) (laughs) so i was actually it's really dim but i didn't want to be offensive i was just like 
Jesus, I'm going to tweet. They don't even have proper lighting. <laughs> um, so anyways. Uh, Wait, you have an app on your phone? Twitter? I thought you weren't all about the maps. Oh, shit. I, I haven't. I don't use you it very often. It's, an, it's the 8-bit version. I have Twitter and I have Instagram and I have Facebook. Okay, okay. So. All right. So you, all the necessities. You no. I got up on stage. I literally took the microphone out of the stand. and okay. Sorry, sorry. It's okay. Sorry. It's all right. You guys should do a podcast about podcasting with kids. Dude, the weird thing is, so when we don't do video stuff, like, nobody knows that this shit is happening. I know. It's so, like, know. it's the magic of production. It's like, I edit the shit out. So, like, how, do you, how are you going to edit this? I know. That's, a, that's what's frustrating Just me right now. Just stop moving, Jason. <laughs> Stay completely still. Cut away, cut away, cut away. Well, okay. So, we have two cameras, right? So, what I'm this is what I'm thinking. So it'll be split screen most of the show. Sometimes yeah. it'll swap and be just you in frame. It'll be just us in frame. So I'll do that before well, I'm you about could also to cut swap away. It, but you could also swap in something that they were talking about, like a picture of New York City or something. Yeah. yeah and yeah. use that to edit. How about a one-off question? Um, if, you, if you could only eat one donut for the rest of your life, what kind of donut would it be? Probably like the chocolate covered, like the regular one, you know, like the, like, um, or like, yeah, but the custard filled one. Oh, yes. Not like jelly. No, the jelly ones like are gross. Custard. The custard one. And not the, the cream best. filled because that's too sweet. Right. Like, the, it has to be like the, the Bavarian one. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're saying that I got you. Because then nice. it's not a dry, crunchy donut. Right. It's still, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you did well. You grabbed the mic. Yeah, so what I did is I walked out on the stage and I couldn't see anything because it was just a, like the lights were super low. But, you know, hey, I was a, I have a theater degree at this point. Like, I, I've been on stage. I know what to do. Um, but the lights are super low and right, like, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, so you really couldn't even see people in the front row. Like, it was just that intense. And I just seriously grabbed the microphone out of the stand, put the stand behind me, and I... <laughs> went to town and I told jokes about you know the classic fish out of water you know being mm-hmm. from Minnesota and in New York City for the first time and you know they were terrible jokes but but how did it go like was it received they went crazy for it oh they went crazy the club asked me back and I never went <gasps> I love it because yeah, I was just you're like just, it's just a one I, just, I just did it because the writers told me to do it yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. I had no desire. I didn't do stand up again for like a year after that. Oh, I hate that. you. So the first ten years <laughs> that I did stand up, I did it like once a year. And they're what? like they're like, Oh, we come back, we would love to put you on another show. I was just like, Yeah, no, I'll we'll see what's going on. Motherfucker. I love that. Well, it's aggravating to me because if I think back on it and I think like God, if I just would have went back, who knows what would have happened. Yeah. yeah. You know, like but I just I just had a whole different life path path like in my head okay. yeah yeah so you desperately wanted to be a director mm-hmm. have you fulfilled those dreams of directing yeah I, I, I direct quite often um i just look at the amount of work and energy and time that it takes into doing a musical and you know putting it all together and yeah. dealing with you know 40 really needy mm-hmm. you know types of performers and you know what i mean like that sort yeah. of thing yeah. versus oh i can go and you know, go do my own show yeah. and have it be a lot less of a hassle. So when when did you when did it pick up steam and you started doing it more? Probably about ten years ago is when I really just started doing it consistently. 
Because before that, I was just, I would do a few shows here and there. Yeah. Wait a second. The elf. So <laughs> you're doing it every now and then <laughs> for uh-huh. 10 years. Uh-huh. Like basically just sporadically. Yeah. But you're getting shows just from the sporadic stuff? Yeah. God damn it. Because people would be in the audience and they'd be like, oh my God, you're so funny. I love you. Let <laughs> I've come do my show. <laughs> and I'd be like, I know. Okay. Uh, well no it wasn't like it wasn't like an arrogant thing i just i didn't know what i didn't know is the thing like because i didn't start doing it like in comedy clubs for the most part okay like i would just kind of do my own shows ah i see you know and so uh, because there wasn't just because i was like living up in little falls um you know after i came back from new york because there was like a health scare with my mom and so when i came back from new york i I was up there and i was just like well i'm here i might as well do something And so, um, but like I would do like the contest at Acme and like I won my night, you know, okay. I remember like clean Cruz was the MC that night and she was a professional comedian and she was so funny and so hilarious and she was incredibly kind to me and she was like, you need to be doing this. You are a comedian. But even at that point I was just like dabbling, mm. you know, cause I was still and doing then you a lot were of theater stuff. The ro- like how did you transition oh, from? So the- I was there for season two. Okay. And so it was at the end of season two, um, there was uh, there was that cancer scare with my mom. Okay. And so I ended up coming back coming to Minnesota. Back yeah. And I was young and I was just like, well, I'll just go back to Minnesota for a while and then I'll head out to L.A. But L.A.'s always been like this like elusive thing. Like mm. I always have the intention of going out there and then it just always bottoms out. Interesting, right? How life Which works. is ironic because you're such a top that it always bottoms. Oh, oh, oh someone's got gay jokes. Look uh-huh. at that. Uh-huh. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. I do love LA. <laughs> I do too. It's like I don't now, now Kim and I are having a conversation. It's like, bye, Chris. Yeah. Um, I love. I like. This sounds so weird. Like, I grew up in a small town. I'm not gonna Malacca, and I never felt oh like God. at home there. Like, I never yeah. felt like I belonged there. It was always so different. And then, like, Becker is very uppity, and and I don't like. I don't care about stuff here. Like, I don't care about the sports. I don't. And this town's very focused on like. Who do you know? This and this and this, oh, and I'm sure. just like, mm-hmm. and it's like when we were in LA, it's like no one cares. Like everyone's just chill it's and laid back. Too many people to get involved yeah, in anyone else's like, business. Yeah, and I'm like, I love this, mm-hmm. but it's so expensive to live out there. It's insanely expensive. Even as a nurse, like looking at, I'm like comparable to here. Mm-hmm. I get paid probably the same amount, and the cost yeah. of living here is. Yeah, you're not paid more out there. No. Like, you just aren't. No. So, it's, I don't understand, like, how, like, these people, people are living in some of there. these places. I'm like, I think a lot of times their family, their parents are probably chipping in quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, subsidizing it. Right. I wonder if my parents home. would pay for us <laughs> to live out there. Right. Yeah. Who could we get to hate us who so much that us? they would pay us to live someplace else? Yeah. Well, we'll know. see how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Night's still young, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so are you like in Little Falls right now? Is no, I'm right? in the Twin Cities right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. God damn it. So you're sporadically doing shows for 10 yes, years. Yes, crushing yeah. it. You do your own shows. Yeah. Um, so, you know, people are encouraging. They're wanting mm-hmm. you to do this more because obviously you have a knack mm-hmm. for it. I think life just has a way of naturally directing you mm-hmm. you know and you just a series of events i think if eventually if you're just paying attention to what the universe is saying yeah like you end up where you're supposed to end oh, up Oh, good. that means i'm gonna get divorced and get out of here god damn it 
can't believe my wife's going to leave me on our show. <laughs> <laughs> it's all unraveling tonight. <laughs> Feeling the universe right now. Now, um, when when did you... So you, you've done road gigs, I, mm-hmm. I would assume, mm-hmm. right? Did some, some touring mm-hmm. uh, with folks. When, when did that start? Do you recall when, when you finally... It just started kind of really organically just performing because then people would be like oh i've got this show out of town and then like you'd go and do it and then you know it's just yeah. it just kind of like led from one thing to the next okay in a way that you didn't even really realize that that's what was happening ah. until now when you look back you're like oh okay yeah so so i i obviously have to ask about louis as well yeah um you know were you guys you know did he see you when you guys became friends and then you started working together he or? saw me perform um, cause he did this thing called, um, stand up camp, mm. and I was, had oh. just been laid off from the radio station cause that's when they were, uh, clear channel and they were bought by Bane. Oh, clear channel. That's yeah. right. And they so did the insane amount of layoffs, um, oh. which I, I was walking Adele down to studio C no. performance and she looked at me and she's like, why is everyone crying? And I was just like, well, we just had a bunch of layoffs today. Like have a good show. Um, <laughs> So, oh, yeah, it was the they did it on um, Barack Obama's inauguration day because they thought that the media wouldn't pick up on it because it was a nationwide like, right. thing, like yeah, all these yeah. jobs. Wow. Yeah. And so then it became Bane, which then eventually became iHeartMedia. Yeah. But um, that wasn't that long ago. No, maybe seven years ago, eight years. Because yeah. we we have friends that work at iHeartMedia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I know them. So, yeah, that's, that's cool that we know weird, right? Similar people. Yeah. But yeah. so we're not naming names right now, but yeah, no, I don't yeah, want to name know. drop. Just I mean, Simpson. they've all been Justin on the Simpson. show. Yeah, I, I know. I've seen posts. I don't know if you saw. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how fucking what a powerhouse you are. Oh, I'm not a powerhouse. Bastard. I'm just I'm just always hanging around. I know the it crowd. There. I'm always, I'm just <laughs> gravitating. I, like the it crowds like ahead of me, and I'm like, wait How up, guys, get- wait up, and then eventually they're just like, fine. So you were, oh, so anyway, doing the so, intern. So then you ended up doing comedy, and then you ended up on radio. Yeah, no, I was just a receptionist. Oh, okay. And, but that was funny. So they'd have me go and do all these bits for them, like oh. on air. Love it. Okay. Right. So then, like, yeah, it's so, like all the stations. Like, I, I, like, I K one hundred two, the country station. We used to do this bit, um, called from the trailer, where I would do a movie review based only on the trailer. Oh, ah. I love that. Yeah, it was really funny. I was listening to some old ones, where, and yeah. they, they were pretty. They were pretty so good. then you were laid off for a while, and then you're like. So I was laid off because they did. did well, they did it in three rounds. So they did like the first round where they like. Like it was like a bloodletting where just no. tons of like on air people behind the scenes. Everyone went. Wow. There was another round where even they let go of HR, which oh. was insane. Like, <laughs> it, I mean, it was colossal. Because every time I was like, "Listen, do not do this to me." Where I at the front desk because I was given a name, like the list of names. I mean, like, okay, when these people come back through, they have to make sure that they leave because they're being escorted out because is even though they hadn't done anything wrong, it was just very, you yep, know, corporate yeah. America. Yep, that's what you have. Yes. You know, so. you're allowed to, we'll walk you to your desk. You can take your purse or your bag and then we'll take it out. We'll send you everything else. Because uh, I was paranoid like that I was going to be the last one laid off, you know, and they're like, we're not going to lay you off. We're not going to lay you off, which then you're thinking, well, yeah, that makes sense because usually when a company goes under, it's just the receptionist and the president that's left. 
Oh, that's yeah. because the president doesn't know how to lock the door or turn off the phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're kind of, <laughs> really? you're still there by necessity. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Not because you're a valuable employee. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just because you're the one with the key. Um, and so. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. So round three of the layoffs came and it was one person and it was me. And you, I was the only one laid the list, off. You looked at the list. You're like. Well, it happened. It was super shoot. weird. It happened at 2.30 in the afternoon. Like, can we talk to you for a minute? And I thought something happened, like like an accident or something, because like my boss was crying. She's like, oh. "Can I talk to you for a minute?" And I thought, like seriously, like like they're gonna do like we have to tell you that your family was killed. You know what oh I mean? Like my gosh. that's yeah, what yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought. Like you know, because like why is my boss crying and wanting to talk to me? And so they, uh, they she's just like, you know, we have to let you go because of financials, blah blah blah. And I was just like this weird shell shock where I just like stared at him for a minute. I'm like, is this even happening right now? <laughs> is so, this a bit? Yeah. And they're like, uh, and they were changing the, huh? what they were doing is they were changing the position from full-time to two part-time positions and stripping it of all like health benefits, oh. vacation time, sick time, all that sort of stuff. Bastards. <laughs> I know. And I was just like, well, I really hope, you know, changing that keeps the company afloat. <laughs> um, and so anyways, they offered me this is this is just what I love about it. It's all coming out right now. <laughs> like everyone else and the other rounds that were laid off, like they were literally slid over a severance check. They're like, sign the paperwork, here's your severance payment. Yeah. You're gone. It's over. Ugh. Um, they offered me one of the part time positions. Ugh. And I was just like, No, I'm not working at a job where I'm now being paid half. And, and I, don't I lose benefits. my medical yeah. benefits, dental, like all this stuff. I'm an adult. I need that kind of shit. Well, right. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, well, we thought maybe it would like work well, you know, with your, you know, performing schedule. And I'm just like, okay, no. Like, because <laughs> if that was the case, then I wouldn't be working here at all right now. Yeah. Um, and so they didn't even have like my severance stuff. Like they're oh, like, well, we'll have to put everything no. together for you. They thought for sure you were going to They take thought it. it was in, like it was <laughs> oh happening. God. Um, and so I wasn't even escorted out. I was there until like 530 or 6. Because they're like, well, if you want to go tell people, you know, that, you know, goodbye. That's cool. We'll have someone cover the desk for the rest of the day for you. And like people came down and like helped me pack up my stuff. They're like, we can't believe this is happening. They were so oh. angry, like so angry. And so then um, they called me two times at home that week to see if I'd reconsider. Like I had to be like begging, like, just give me my severance package so we can just be done with this so I can apply for other um, positions well other positions, positions and like and just unemployment like yeah, oh, they're right. holding up unemployment everything and because you know that yeah. first week of unemployment you don't even yeah. get anything yeah so it was just like I, i'm like i can't even be fired right <laughs> even though i wasn't even fired like i can't even be laid off like everyone else oh my god i just want to be escorted out all right right because there's the that's the story is like yeah. then they took me and i was just like i grabbed my trapper like, keeper what? and i was out the door no. Oh, no. my God. You know what's funny is you thought that that's the story that we were telling, but he was about to tell the Louis story. Oh, so that's how it all connected. So yes, that happened. Because then he did the stand-up boot camp thing. So oh, here's the thing. Is. Gosh. You're so I was laid off in March, but that previous December, just a couple, you know, right? There you go, Chris. How do you like that? <laughs> um, just a couple of months prior to that, Louis Anderson, who I had never met at that time, he does an annual New Year's Eve show. Okay. Okay. So he was, they had just opened up the whole West End in St. Louis Park. Oh. Okay. That had just opened. 
and so he was at one of those uh, businesses doing a promo appearance with um, a, a, a rival radio station. <gasps> and all of my coworkers had gone out and they came back and they're like, oh my God, Louis Anderson is, you know, just mm. like literally down the street. Like, and I was just like, oh my God. And they're like, well, here, I'll cover the desk. Go meet him. And so, cause he was signing autographs and stuff oh, like that. Oh. So I'd never met him. And so I met him and I was just like, oh my God, you know, and he's just like, oh, hey, you know, cause we look kind of alike. So this weird recognition <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. between the two of us. And we're talking about, um, he's asked what I did. And I told him I worked at the radio station and I do comedy. He's just like, oh, well, we're going to be doing, you know, a boot camp. Um, coming up this spring you should really come and check it out and so it was just this like really intense comedy workshop for like a weekend and it was awesome it was so amazing um and he saw me perform there and that's how it all started so that was march well i went to his new year's show because my friend mary mack was performing oh yeah yeah and i love mary mack and um we're good friends and i was watching her and i because i remember turning to my friend that i was at I go, oh my God, I would love to do this someday. Like that would be like the ultimate comedy dream would be doing the New Year's Eve show with Louis. Um, and since then I've gone on to do eight of them, but <laughs> not to, not, not to, to you know, break, but. but it's just like the secret. You got to visualize it, put it in the universe and it happens. Dude, um, your humble brag game is on. It's good. I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, You're like, how many more names can Kim drop over there so I can be like... Mm. I know, just casually. Like, I'm going to start writing them on a little piece of paper and slide them over. Bring yeah, yeah. Katy Perry. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Katy Perry. <laughs> no, uh, but so so but this is the timeline of everything. Okay. So, meet Louie in December. Go to the New Year's Eve show. Now, jump ahead. I'm laid off in March. They're doing the boot camp. It was just literally like a couple of weeks later. Okay. okay. So I was just like, well, I've got nothing to do with my life right now. I'm going to go to stand-up boot camp. So I went. Uh, he saw me perform. He thought it was really funny. And so now I had <laughs> tickets to his show in April at the Parkway. Mm. I'm driving to the show. My phone rings, and it's Louis Anderson. No way. And he says, oh, hey. <laughs> were you going to come to my show tonight? And it's like, yeah, I'm on my way. He goes, oh, good, because you're going to open for me. Shut up. And I sat there in the car, and I thought, oh, my God. Like, the first thought that went through my head like through my head was like, thank God I'm wearing my good shirt, because I don't have time to go home and get a, de- a different shirt. Like, thank and God. And who knows like, what stores are by there, so. Oh, it's it was uptown. There was nothing. Oh, nothing, no. Nothing, because I, I was at the Bryant Lake Bowl. Um so unless you're a hippie, forget it. <laughs> but so then I went like my sister, like didn't even have time to come down from St. Cloud to see me open for Louie. Like there wasn't enough. It happened so no, fast. So fast. So I only had like two friends that were there that got to see this like pivotal. Like, so you had to pay to be on his show. Cause you paid for that your makes ticket. It all the more I know, epic yeah, though. Well, I gave my ticket away. Got, <laughs> oh, okay. They paid me for it. But, all right. But yeah. I just remember sitting there like hanging out with Louie. Like, Oh my God, this is wild. Uh, and so then uh, we just started performing together whenever he's in town he just used me as his opening act and then um fast forward like a year and a half later i was working in the cities um at park nicolet um checking in patients hey what was it like meeting prince by the way i never met prince god damn it nice try taylor swift taylor swift no but i did open mail from her at the radio station that was close enough properly i open it and i'm like it's a christmas card from Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. You were working at Park Nicolet. Park Nicolet. Checking and patients. Checking in patients. And um, Louis called and he's just like, do you want to come to Vegas and be my opening act? Like, legit. Like, as a job. 
And so I did. And I went out and I was out there for like a year and a half to two years. Oh, what? what? Yeah, it's his wow. opening act. Oh, my God. What was it like living in, in Vegas, man? It's a hard city. Yeah. Like, Vegas is glamorous on the strip, and then you go three blocks off the strip in any direction, and it is a horrible Yeah. Oh, we're existence. familiar. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just is. It's just hard. It's like, you know, it's a city based on addictions. Wow. That's a good, that, yeah. You know, every, every single thing in Vegas, you can trace its root down to an addiction of some sort, whether wow. it be gambling, whether it be, you know, alcohol whether it be sex whether it be drugs drugs, whether it be food you know what i mean whatever like so it's just a very addictive culture yeah yeah you know i really remember being at the grocery store and i have a joke about it but literally being at the grocery store and they robbed the bank branch inside the grocery store in the middle of the day it's just there's a level of desperation there that you i that i've never seen anywhere else in the world Yeah. yeah yeah you know and it's hard like it's it's hard mentally um, you know, it's like you'd go to the casino and you, like for the show and like walking in, you'd see like this line of people going from like the cashier desk and they're literally cashing the check and just dumping it all into the slots. And you're oh. like, you're like, you're going to blow everything you have in a matter of hours chasing that ever elusive but that might jackpot. be the, yeah, that might be the jackpot. Yeah. You know, it's, oh, even though they've been doing it for 20 years and you know, can't afford medicine so it's really interesting it's like you know someone pointed out to me once they're like you just want to say to the people look around like look around at the building the casino will always win right you're you're standing on a marble floor you have tunnel leafing like you know what i'm saying like the casino doesn't exist to give a lot of people jackpots no that's wow so it's really interesting when you Think about think it in those terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're looking around, you're like, oh, you might win something, but in the end, the casino will always win. Always, yeah. Look at the millions That's the name of, millions of this episode. Of dollars. The casino always wins. The casino always wins. In this win. case, though, the casino is Jason. Ka-ching. No, we did. Always we went win. to Vegas for <laughs> our honeymoon. Chris won a free trip, so a free oh, yeah. hotel, free flight. And we're not gamblers. So we gambled. We put, what? Five yep. bucks in and won $35 and paid for our breakfast. And we're like, done. Right. We're not going to gamble anymore. Because I'm not a gambler either. Like, the whole time I was there, like, seriously, I gambled $5. Yeah, that's us. Uh, and that was when my dad came out because we were playing Mystical Mermaids. That was his favorite game. Tell me if you've done this, but we did this. We hung out in a buffet long enough to get hungry and eat again. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, apparently, I did not do Vegas right. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back. <laughs> well, we did stay at Circus Circus because it was oh, the cheapest okay. place to stay at. <laughs> but, uh, and then we went to this kind of like casino a little bit off strip. It's like $5 steaks and karaoke 24 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. We did there Vegas it weird. It, 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 oh, dude, you would have loved this. The bartender was like that broken down uh, lady who came out to fulfill her dreams and became a bartender at a 24-7 karaoke because when she sang, it was beautiful. Oh, was she the pregnant but you one? O- no, no. Oh. <laughs> but when you heard her sing, you almost expected somebody to, like, in the booth next to you be like, she was going to be the next Britney Spears or, like, some, right? like that type it of is, thing. It is. It's a city of broken dreams. It like really were, is. The, everyone was going to get a, no, I was going to be a showgirl, and I was going to be this, yeah. and I was going to, you know, have my show on the strip, and, like... Well, 
Chris's oldest brother's best friend's wife and her twin sister lived in Vegas for a long time. They were like a twin act. Oh, yeah. And now she lives in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. That's right. She's working for a dentist office. Yeah. (coughs) It's it's tough there. Yeah. Yeah. We and hot. (laughs) And when when they'll have those dust storms, it's like, can't even see. I made a mistake in my apartment. I once left and I opened the windows when I left because it was kind of cool out. And when I came back, everything was coated in like this film of dust and dirt. And I was just like, oh, that's why no one opens their windows in Vegas. That's like a place. It was night. I mean, you visited it and it was like, oh, I've been to Vegas. Would I go back there? I don't think so. Well, it was weird because like living there, I said to Louis that one day, I said, um, I go, it's just something just doesn't seem right here. Like the city, something's off and I couldn't like figure it out or place it. And then a couple of weeks after that, it hit me. I was like, there's no squirrels. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, there's no, cause there's no trees. Right. To, right. You know, support, you know. Yeah. And when you're from Minnesota, we want water and squirrels. Right. And if there's no water or squirrels, but it was just jarring to be outside and not to see a squirrel everywhere. It was was really weird to me. So, are you like observational in that way? I would not have thought to say a city built on addiction, not having squirrels there. That's such a trip. Like, Mm. is that like? Do you like Little Falls? I do. I, like, I, have a, so, I, have a, I have a complicated history with Little Falls because I, d- I hated it growing up. Yeah, we always hate where we come. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. being, I don't know if you know this, but you're gay. When did you know? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Shut This up. podcast is over. <laughs> you can't take How someone out of the closet. dare you? That's my story to tell. <laughs> <laughs> That's not on his website. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Get some. Um, Funnier than he is. No, no, no. So, but. Growing up in towns like that. Oh. It was terrible. Yeah. It was absolutely terrible. Um, You know, here's the thing. Like, it's like you talked about, like, not fitting in into your town. Yeah. And um, I just, growing up and being that square peg in a round town, it was, it was tough. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely tough. There was no one that was out. There was no one that was gay. Like, no one other than, you know... A, you know, let's say, you know, rumors about a teacher or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, all I ever wanted to do was just get out of there yeah. and never return. And then, you know, as you get out into the world and you just start to kind of put things into perspective where you're like, oh, I, granted, yes. Was I bullied in school? Yes. Was it, you know, all these yeah, horrible yeah. things happen. But yeah, but that could have happened anywhere. Yeah. You know, honestly. Yeah. And then you start thinking like, oh, well, it kind of was an easier childhood growing up in that small town where you could walk to the store and not be kidnapped and all those sorts of things. Um, Murders aren't happening. Yeah. Like it's just different. You know what I mean? Growing up in Manhattan is entirely different than growing up in small town America. It's so you just look at those things and you're like, there's pluses and minuses to everything. Um, But then as an adult looking back, I don't know if it was as bad as I thought it was. Does that make sense? Because we make things worse in our head as a teenager. I th- like, yeah, I think, I think usually things go one or two ways. When hindsight is always twenty twenty two. Like it's hindsight twenty twenty. There, there are kids who go through what you went through, and it's the their breaking point. Absolutely. Like if you're mentally not, mm-hmm. you, you obviously have a, a bit of a thicker skin, and maybe mm-hmm. what you went through lent into that. And so now, when you look back on it, you're like, oh, that's nothing compared to mm-hmm. the shit that I've seen or what have you. But like. Yeah, there, because uh, I was explaining it to my my parents because like when the when we were voting on uh, 
perhaps what was it 40 54 or whatever gay marriage oh yes yeah uh my parents couldn't wrap their head around like who who cares why does it even matter like why do they why do they need to get married like what's and it's like um i don't know if it's you so don't much your dad felt that way though no yeah because he was the one that tried to make a joke out of it and um. i was like you don't understand it's nothing to you because it's available absolutely and so you of course your your mm-hmm. thought process is going to be well, who, who the fuck cares why would you even well it's like the argument that? of the whole like why do you have gay pride like there's no straight pride but people don't realize like well straight pride's pretty much every single day yeah yeah the fact that you don't even like that the two of you could walk down the street holding hands and kiss or something and no one would ever even think twice about it but if two guys were to do that like you know it becomes this like yeah, thing yeah um but so my my point was though was that you know it's this outside perspective you survived yeah. mm-hmm. but there's some kids that like they don't have the mental capacity to be able to make it through cuz i'm sure there's stories that you would tell people and they go i don't know Why how i would deal so with that situation this? because you grew up in a small town yeah. and i knew cuz i grew up with two two guys that were bullied because they sound gay and they were oh. constantly telling yeah. people that they weren't gay they are now but like they were forced to like d- on a daily thing. basis have to confront that. it's it's a weird thing because when you look back even if you don't fully realize that you're gay a lot of times people around you know mm. yeah. do you know what i'm saying like when i came yeah. out to my mom she looked at me and she was like well I, it was a big dramatic moment in my life she's like okay yeah i always knew you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm hysterical bawling. I'm like, oh, you're going to throw me out of the house. She's like, Ugh. she's like, Jason, I knew you were gay when you were five years old and you put a dress on the toy dinosaur. <laughs> like, it's fine. Like, yeah. I'll walk yeah. in a parade with you. Aww. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom was incredibly supportive. Like, literally, I was like, I didn't, because I came out, when I came out, I, uh, it was Thanksgiving break when I was in college. I left everything in the car because I was convinced I was going to be thrown out of the house. <sighs> and, um, even, even though looking back, like, well, it was probably would be more weird to everyone around me had I been straight. Does that oh, make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, but yeah. you just don't see these things because you don't want to do Like, I had no. two dates to prom. I had a girl, quote unquote, girlfriend in high school because, like, you, I just couldn't be the gay kid in school. Um, but it was really funny because, like, my mom was like, well, where's your stuff? I was just like, well, you know, I'm not going to be able to stay here. And the, she's like... Mm for crying like go get your stuff what do you want for supper like you know what oh, I mean? like, yeah I it was so that. yeah it was a really i i know i'm very fortunate yeah in many respects yeah to have have that be my story yeah because um, yeah. i know for a lot of people it's not no. okay um, so since we have add let's go back to this vegas thing you were there for <laughs> right years. we're gonna need a flow chart and laser pointers to I connect know. all this so you're in vegas two years yeah. open for louis Mm-hmm. What happened after that? He was just going to go do other things, um, oh. like more TV stuff. And so he was... He, was it Baskets? Not yet. Because oh. um, Splash was before that. Oh, oh okay. Uh, but so he just wasn't going to keep his theater show going anymore. Yeah. And so I was just like, well... And plus, at that time, my dad was battling cancer. Oh, shit. I know. Jeez. Yeah, it's, it's a disaster. Um, and so I just... You know, it was one of those things where... I'm in Vegas working. My dad had to go to Seattle to do like this um, nuclear 
thing in a bone marrow transplant. Wow. And my sister oh, had to go with him and, you know, he was out there for like a month. And so it was just one of those things where I was like, you know, I just, I'm not happy in Vegas and I love the job, but I just wasn't happy with the city. Yeah. Where, Cause and that makes I had no desire to ever live in Vegas. That was never. No, no, not long term goal. No. Um, and I was just like, Oh, I'm just going to go back to Minnesota for a while. And, you know, yeah. Can I, can I ask before we move yeah. on do you happen to have like a scariest moment in las vegas like any sketchy thing where you're oh like my god yeah robbery in the a robbery in um the so uh i was friends with a guy and <laughs> that's such a disaster <laughs> uh just friends and we we'd like go to like a movie or do things or whatever but we never like really went like hung out at his place at all oh, okay okay it's so um and i just thought you know probably like roommates or you know what i mean whatever yeah, yeah. um and finally he's just like oh you know hey i'm like, having some people over if you want to come over and so i went and um i walked in and like the place is filthy like yeah. filthy 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 like filthy <laughs> and um like i've never seen anything so dirty in my entire life where i'm just like what <laughs> like, am i in the wrong place like right and so then all these people are kind of like like seriously out of it and i'm not understanding and that's just like well you know whereas we'll just call him bill for that's okay this yeah. podcast yeah. Uh, i was like where's bill and they're like oh he's in the bedroom and i was just like okay you know so i just go back to you know the bedroom and he was sitting i remember vividly because this is i'm just so weirdly naive and i don't understand like <laughs> things but yet i'm also very aware but yet i'm not on certain yeah, certain things yeah, it's just, I I have it. weird blind spots Small town, growing up. so he's sitting with his like i walked into the bedroom and uh, so his back like he was facing the wall like at the computer right and so his back was to me and so he's i was just like hey bill and he's just like oh hey jason how are you i was like oh yeah it's like so what is happening like, uh-huh. i'm not understanding any of this and all of a sudden he put his arm up and i didn't understand and in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, his arm fell asleep while typing. Uh, no, he just did heroin. Yes. I knew that's what you were going to say. I've never smoked a I, cigarette in my entire I'm life. Like, I, I am don't the know squarest where you're going with the hand. Okay. Square. Like, I had no idea what was going on. So I was just like, what? And all of a sudden, like, he, like, slumps over. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, he's having a cardiac arrest. What's happening? And um, then this woman who told me to call her Red, um, <laughs> even though she didn't have red hair, um, so it's like they call me Red. I was like, okay, and it's just like, it's just like, oh my god, do we like, what do we do? And she's just like, oh, he'll be fine in a little bit. And I was just like, what? Like, I didn't, she's just like, hi, he's just doing heroin. And I was just like, come again, like back up. And then, like, then, like, it was just like, like clear eyes. And I started looking around. I was just like, there's like a million hypodermic needles, like everywhere. And then I was just like, oh, my God. And I'm like, I need to get out of here. Like, I just need, I can't be in here. Like, this is wrong. Okay. I grew up in the generation of just say no. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, that's so funny. Like, yeah. I'm panicking. And yeah. so now I'm going past the other bedroom. And it was two guys with this woman. And she's like, all like drugged up. And they're trying to get her to go down to, like, the townie casino to turn tricks. So she was a <laughs> prostitute. Oh and all of a sudden, like, it just all started, like, connecting the dots and so i was just like in this like den of decadence of like just addicts and prostitutes and people that i know nothing like as far as like nothing i'm not judging no, i'm no, just no. saying i judge heroin no, addicts well but i just you know addiction is addiction like <laughs> right. people have it's struggles disease, but right. i'm but, saying when you're in I, that i had no idea about den. any of it like any of it and so all of a sudden to be thrust into this and like it was a scene right out of a movie and i remember going to the door and this guy who's like taller and bigger than me scary too because you don't know what's about to happen what if their dealers something goes bad you know every after school special 
ended poorly growing yeah. up as a kid. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. I do. I do need to say real quick. I just said you can judge heroin addicts. We had a heroin addict on this show, okay. recovering heroin addict. But but they will say that. Th- so when they're going through that horrific thing, yeah. they will t- tell the wildest stories. So oh, yeah. I'm saying. Even they will say, "Oh yeah, you can't trust a heroin addict." Well, yeah, because you're trying to, you're just looking for the next fix. Yeah, you know, you can't really yeah. trust. So any I just, sorry, I just wanted to make sure I you can judge. You I don't judge, because <laughs> um, I'm just different <laughs> than you, Chris. But uh, I remember going to the door and like this guy like stopping and blocking the door, <gasps> and, like stopping me, right? And he's just like, "No one," because I called him Lurch. He was super tall, and he had all like facial tattoos and everything, which I was just like. I don't understand like you know what I mean like like I can't do a shot but you literally have tattoos on your nose and your eyelids like I that there's anything wrong with tattoos no I'm not saying that but you're like looking at me like are you anti-tattoo no I'm not but I just I don't (laughs) understand how you can sit and have a needle you know what I mean like I do the Sistine Chapel on your nose like I don't like I'm just like um (laughs) no one leaves the party till the party's over (laughs) So when I just looked at him. Dead? When do you? When I, can right? I leave? I've seen train spotting. I know this does not go well. Yeah. And so I just looked at him and I go, "Listen, you do not want me here if the cops come." I said, "I will drop to my knees. I will bust out into tears, and I'll say, thank God you found me. They kidnapped me.'" <laughs> and he's just looking at me and he goes, "That's a felony." And I'm thinking, like, everything in this apartment's a felony. Yeah, you smell right like now. a felony like, right now. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're gonna get picky on that felony. That's too far. <laughs> Kidnapping's too far. Right? And I go, "Yep." I said, "I, I just got." I looked right at him and I said, "I will literally say I was at a red light." And you pulled a gun on me, and I am here now because well, you kidnapped me. How ballsy of you to say that? And he well, like the, the, the weird thing is, is a few weeks before that, a girl was actually kidnapped in Vegas. Oh! Like two people oh. that worked in her dad's company had kidnapped her. Literally, she was going out to oh. school. They snatched her from the front step. They found her like three days later in an abandoned apartment. Oh. So that was all in my okay. head. Like, welcome okay. to Vegas. So you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. everyone was talking about it. So I knew, like, if I, you know, just because. What could possibly be worse? Right. Like, you know, how yeah. can, you know. And so I was like, yeah, I go, I will sing like a bird. <laughs> and um, they're like, yeah, you need to go. And I was just like, yep, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. And so I went up to my car. I was just like, holy shit. And like, so when Bill tried to call you, were you like, sorry, Bill? I never spoke to Bill again. Oh, my God. How the it's fuck just a did you meet Bill? Alive? Do you know? It was just at a casino. We were just talking. It was like after a show one night. <sighs> And so, and like I was there, like I knew Louie, but I didn't know anyone else in the whole city for the oh, most part. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I just, yeah. it wasn't Holy my scene. Shit. And so I was just like, oh, someone to hang out with when Louie's out of town or, you know what I mean? And so. Yeah. God damn it. So you get kidnapped and then. <laughs> and they try to force you to do drugs. That's scary. Right? I know. I was just like, and I just kept thinking, I was just like, it's so dirty in here. Like how, ugh. Why are they how, cleaning? How oh, because even, they're not with it half the time. Well, they're right? all hopped up on the heroin. But I kept thinking, like, how do they even cook dinner in this place? They're like, cooking something ro- else. Right. I know. A little meth lab in the bathroom. Ooh. Is that bananas? Yeah. That's it a is bananas. I've lived a life. <laughs> God damn it. That's. Damn oh, it. I this don't have fantastic. any stories. That's why I can't do comedy. I, I love it, man. Um, yeah. Okay. So then done with the Vegas thing, come back. Dad was ill. Yep. Dad was yeah. ill. Just, yeah. So just working, doing shows and yeah. yeah. Oh, the, okay. So that's what I was going to ask was, d- 
because I see you posting shows that you're creating yourself mm-hmm. and that are doing well. Like mm-hmm. when did that, when did you like really take the reins on that and say, I can do this and do it well? It must be your theater background too. Yeah. I was going to say, it just seemed to be like a natural progression of what I had been doing. Mm-hmm. It was just, I mean, if you're different, because like my standup shows in the beginning, they weren't even, I mean, they, they kind of were in that gray space that lives between comedy and storytelling. Ah, mm-hmm. you know, Talked kind of like that. think of like a, like a Mike Birbiglia. Yeah, like yeah, that type yep. of format. And so that's Gosh, what those like shows that. were kind of, you know, obviously there was more stories, but they were had a ton of jokes in them. Yes, yes. You know, so it wasn't like a ten minute Gosh, story for one laugh. You have to punch them up. I know. I have stories, and I try and stories and Chris like you got to make people laugh like in between I'm like oh. I literally find the jokes just yeah. did my first only storytelling set mm. I was like I had some weird stuff happen to me when I was a kid mm. and people don't really know like the guy getting shot and oh, you know yeah. I I, well, I didn't tell this part of it but like I didn't know that I was helping my friend's mom sell weed like I went over to hang out with my buddy and uh, he was like, yeah, we got to go bring some stuff to the neighbors. Mm-hmm. And what we were doing was delivering weed to people. And I was like, eat. Oh, and we got zebra cakes afterwards. And uh, they say this sounds <laughs> like a Netflix TV show. <laughs> <laughs> and and they let uh, this chinchilla out of its little cage. to. So we got I got to play with the chinchilla and eat zebra cakes. But they didn't know I was like super allergic to chinchillas, so it kind of bad. And that you're also <laughs> secretly a drug mule. <laughs> but yeah, so like st- storytelling, it and you do clearly, you know, there's there's storytelling on like an intimate level, mm-hmm. and then there's the theatrical version of storytelling, mm-hmm. where you could describe the way that the waves are crashing, and you can feel that through your voice type of mm-hmm. performer. And so I, I. I would love to s- to see that. I still have yet to be able to go to one of your mm. big ass shows, but well, you're but anytime. okay, I remember what I was trying to say. But was was that you know it only makes sense that you're in charge not only of making shit happen, but when you get on stage to let the audience know I'm here to take care of you. But here's the thing: anytime you work in entertainment, you're always going to be at the mercy of someone else. Mm. Always. What do you Always. mean? Always. As far as like the next job, the next gig. Oh, this booker doesn't like you, so you'll never work at this club. You're always going to be at the mercy of someone else. Uh-huh. It was like um, getting a theater degree. You know, they'd tell us like, oh, so you want to act. Okay, well, that's great, but so does everyone else. You can work in theater if you also learn how to build sets and sell costumes and become uh, a prop designer. You know what I mean? So like learn all yeah, the yeah, aspects yeah, yeah. Yep, of it yep. and then at least you're still within that industry while you're working towards your goal. Um, and so that's kind of like comedy. Like I remember like starting out and like, here's the thing. Comedy is still this really weird, like, I don't, how do you even like industry? I guess you could call it yeah. or something. Um, it's a, scene. whatever it is, the scene, it's weirdly still sexist. Oh, yeah. it's still weirdly homophobic. I don't think that's weird at all. Like it's so but like compared to everything else in the world, you know what I mean. Like there's very few clubs it's that overt. book openly gay 
comics very few com- really? like especially if you look at right. like, like well how, how many gay headliners do you know of other than ellen oh. like think about it yeah. how many you know you could probably you could probably yeah and even but she's a headliner not even like i think tig's more famous for having cancer in the set she did oh right, you know what right, i mean right. like yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. really propelled her into Oh, I you know, see what center you're saying. stage. Like, but you know what I mean? And she just happened to be gay. But like how many, you know, there was Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Who at the time of her show was, she wasn't out then. She's out now. Um, there's just not that many. Yeah. Think about yeah. it. You could probably list 10 comedians that are straight. Can you even name 10 gay comedians? That uh, are, yeah. That are in, famous. In, yeah. Like, so it's a weird. That is weird. That's so interesting. We, especially like in two. In the spirit of I have that. friends that are gay that have performed at clubs and they're just like, oh, it was a little gay tonight. And it's just like, oh, no. Really? Re- wow. Like, really? Um, so it, it was a strange thing, like, to be gay because it's like, okay, so how can I be who I am but yet not make it an issue that would oh. limit me or, like, kind of paint myself into the corner? And so I'll talk about it on stage, but I don't really have gay material. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. 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 Like, um, all my stuff is pretty it's like pretty relatable no matter who you are. Like mentioning a date doesn't need to be the the defining point where you're like Yeah. Making it about the fact that you're gay. That's just I went like, on a so, date. Yeah. So and so went on a date. It's the same thing. Same thing. It's just we all go on dates. Mm-hmm. And so is that what you're saying? Like you're yeah. trying to make so norm like, like I'll like okay, so like for example um, I'll sometimes tell a story about like how I, I just don't have any game. Like I am the world, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm terrible. Like I don't realize like if someone's flirting with me, I don't, I don't get it. Like yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. connect. Um, and then so when I tried to like quote unquote flirt, it's a train wreck. So like <laughs> I was like, so like I was um, chatting with um, a guy online. Right. And, just, and we had been talking for a few times and he's just like, well, do you want to exchange numbers? And I thought it was like, and I was like, oh, here we go. And I was like, yeah, um, I've got an extra seven and a four and a three. And I'm looking for a two, a nine and a zero. <laughs> right. I thought that was like super funny and it's not. But I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it was just like, uh, yeah, bye. <laughs> and so like, you know what I mean? So it's a joke about how I don't have game. But obviously, yeah, 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 I'm talking yeah, about yeah. my experience yes, with yes, it. Because yes, yes. I think there's a lot of gay comics, and it's not right or wrong, um, but they'll just get up there and they'll like, be incredibly graphic. Right. And you they mean like, it. Or oh, super yes. sexual. Like, you know, like super sexual. And like the things that they say, you're just like, okay, well, I don't know if necessarily like it's backfiring on you because you're gay or if it would be anyone up there talking about the things that you're talking about. That's the thing, too. Like, I don't even like listening to straight people I go into depth about stuff like that either. I'm like, it's just oh. not my scene. And no, there's, me, like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. But I'm just, but they're always just like, oh, that didn't go well. I was like, well, maybe because you're talking about. Yeah. Things falling out of your ass. Yes, yes. You know what I mean. You'd been on your knees for two weeks straight. I was gonna say I've heard a few comics talk about, and I don't know if this is anything, but like fucking older dudes, yeah. and that's their like. So it's it's gross on two levels, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but it, it's the thing is because it's like, is it their right to talk about it? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Go talk about everything you want. I but don't, I yeah. don't, I don't want to hear about anyone on stage <laughs> talking about having sex with someone that's 40 years older than them. No, 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 me. Either. You know what I mean? Especially because the younger you are, the more you're like, okay, there's a lot of weird dynamics in this. Yeah. Like, 
You know what I like? You just yep. it's yep. just different, and it's yeah. not I, male or female. I just that's I'm, it's not something that I'm gonna find funny and laugh yeah. at. Yeah, but I'm more power way. to you. Go do it. Yeah, you know, but I don't know. So like, there's just always been a lot of interesting things along the way because um, I've been fortunate enough to be around incredibly successful people. Yeah, so I get a lot of advice. You know, the one thing that like my act is it's clean. I don't swear on stage. I don't talk about sex. I don't talk about a lot of those things. Not because there's anything wrong with it, but because I was told in the beginning, um, the cleaner you are, the more you're going to work. And it's mm. true. Right, right, right. It's absolutely true. Very true. Um, Not going to fucking happen. No, and th- but th- there's a lot of comics that are I do like the obscene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, not obscene. Kim, but, who's know. your favorite comic? Myself. Come on, who <laughs> is it? Jason Schaumer. <gasps> Son of a... Another one. <laughs> Another <laughs> one falls into Biggest my fold. Fan. I don't know. It's Ali Wong. Hmm. I, I mean, I didn't. You stopped that. I like her. I didn't like. You wanted. Also. You were dying to go to her show. Yeah. You were so excited. You loved her first special, her second special, and she is filthy. She's pretty filthy. Yeah. It's just harder to succeed. It, but then there's on, two, on that level. But, it, the, it but then absolutely there's, is. there's when they try too hard to be filthy, and you can feel it. I don't like that. Well, and yeah. I'm not see, and that's yeah. that's a different thing. That's that's when people think the only way to be a, a true to myself is to push make the audience work no. i want to put you guys to work by saying the most fucked up shit i can possibly say but the thing is this it's like okay so do i want to well one you just have to be true to who you are mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. or else nothing's going to resonate you get what i'm saying filthy. though like where people Absolutely. like but like the thing is is like so it was like okay be clean because louis talks about it. he was he would do dirty jokes in the beginning and someone pulled him aside they're like if you do your family stuff you're going to become a huge star wow and he yeah, thought yeah, about yeah. it and he was like all right, let's try it. And the more he did the family stuff and the less he did the dirty stuff, the more he was booked. You can't go on TV for the most part with a dirty set. Right. You just can't. So a lot of times there'll be bookers that'll be watching a comic and they're like, well, they were hilarious, but I can't book it because none of the jokes will work on TV. None. And so they miss that opportunity for exposure. Um, Do I want to be going to an open mic night every night and doing filthy completely raunchy material which again more power to him or do i want to go do a corporate and get paid twelve hundred dollars yeah yeah and so it becomes you start to weigh it out you know what i mean and i think if you're smart about what you're doing as you're going up you're not painting yourself in the corner does that make sense yeah i could probably get up on stage and swear and do whatever but at this point like i've built enough equity uh with people that it would be okay Yes, I get what you're saying. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like Jim Gaffigan has been going around lately and he's sick of people constantly bringing up the fact that he's clean. So he's doing interview after interview after Mm -hmm. podcast after podcast, swearing up a storm (laughs) and getting it all out. Just getting it all out. Because he's so sick of people being like, oh, Mm -hmm. so you're like super clean. Are you religious too? You got a bunch of kids. And he's like, I'm just a fucking guy. I don't swear on stage. Doesn't mean that I'm like, am a constantly that person like that's like me i like i cuss like on the regular but i'm a nurse and i have to show professional professional presence so i don't swear with my patients i'm not like yeah fuck that shit and people don't have that perspective all the time either as a comedian like comedy is a job performing is a job yeah yeah 
Like, I mean, it's not for everyone, but you know, like you wouldn't do it at work. So why would I go you in do my it? office and I drop some F bombs <laughs> right? and some Absolutely. GDs and all that, but I'm not going to sit there with a patient and be like, tell me about your fucking day. Well, I mean, are you going to be standing there at, you know, the mall at Target in line and drop, you know, cursing a blue streak? Probably not because, you know, like, oh, for example, I was at the state fair at Belinda Carlisle. Right. Okay. Oh. And there was um, a family directly in front of me with two young girls and a drunk girl wandered over who didn't even know who's performing, but she just was so excited for the show, mm-hmm. even though she had to ask us numerous times who was performing. Ugh. I know one of those and um, bitches, oh, right? How do you not know who Belinda Carlisle is? Yeah, yeah. And if you don't get out, give me some cheese curds. Get out of here because there's the a show. fan that needs to be let in. Um, I do get snotty like that when I'm at shows and you notice the person next to you is not singing along and you're like, get out of the way. I know right, all yeah. these damn lyrics. You don't even I know need to none be of in it. the front. And I can do the choreography. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> but her friends like showed up and they were just like. F this, F that, F, 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 F. And finally the mom just like, she's like, enough. Like, you are literally six inches from these two little girls. Like, oh, just yeah. enough. Yeah. You know, and well, that's, yeah. You know, and so it's just one of those things. Um, you know, it's like if you're not that way in real life, why be that way on stage? It's not authentic to who you are. Yeah. See, yeah. that's what I was just going to say. I Chris have Chris is a trash panda, but I have but a way of okay. sincere this. Uh, I've I've said it a billion times. I think the most important thing in the world is sincerity. Mm-hmm. So I sincerely let people know who I am. So I'm not like, hey, but you know, well, I'm it's about authentic to, to who you are. Eat this fucking sandwich, but like I I curse in ways where I I like I'm like I can't believe I fucked that up, and it's it, yeah. and so it lets them know that. My guard will be down for you because I want you to know mm-hmm. that I'm, you know, I genuinely want you to know that I, I didn't want that to happen. I didn't want to mess up that report or whatever it may be like. So in any environment, shooting weddings, I'm at work. I, I do not like curse in front of kids. That's I, that's not fair to them because they don't have a, a say in that. Like, um, But yeah, in my everyday life, I have a this sincere way of, of letting people in and knowing. So it doesn't seem abrasive. Well, but if you're doing it in a way that's authentic to you, that's one thing entirely. But I think we've all seen comedians on stage who just get up there and curse a blue streak out of fear or panic. And, you know, they'll drop a million F bombs and they'll, they'll get a laugh because it's that awkward shock laughter. Not because it's a good joke. Uh, right, right, yeah, right. You yeah, know, yeah. and so then they go to another cl- club or venue or whatever, and they do it, and it, you know, it doesn't go well. Um, and they don't understand, like, what happened. It was just like, well, it was the audience yeah. reacting. Mm-hmm. You know what I see more of that gets, that loses the crowd super quick? People who go to open mics where it's mostly people their age. And then they go to a different open mic where anybody could end up there and they start ripping on people older than them. Like, especially when it comes to abortion and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they say these fucking old white guys that are in there. Like you can just feel the audience's assholes tense up and not in a good way. No, not because if you're younger and you know that the person sitting next to you is older and you're like, but y- you as an audience member are like, I wonder how he feels about this. And on top of that, if you're that older person, you're like, 
I don't think that way. Why do you exactly. have to do that thing to me? It's like, you know, people get mad for being generalized and lumped into a group and then they get on stage and they do it to that audience. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, just because there's someone that's, you know, 50 years old sitting on the audience, it doesn't mean that they're not, you know, necessarily opposite yeah, political yeah. views than you. Right, right. Or, you know, whatever the case may be. So it's an interesting thing. I think it, you know, it's well, it stems from a place of arrogance. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of times on the performers. Well, and I, I, when you're a performer, you, th- I think... There's people who think that you're there to push the envelope, and then from that, you're going to break ground and enlighten people. But here's the thing. Everyone, this is what I've discovered and has been my experience, and I can't say for everyone. So many comics, when they're starting, they want to be the next George Carlin or the next Mitch Hedberg. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. But there's only going to be one of them ever. Yeah. Ever. No matter how good you are, you will still never be George Carlin. Yeah. So everyone tries to be very provocative right, right out of the gate, but they don't even really know their own voice yet at the time. Yeah. And that's the problem with it. Like you have to figure out who you are to figure out what you want to say. Yes. Well, so Tony Hinchcliffe has a show called Kill Tony. It's a podcast. Mm. It's basically an open mic podcast. Mm-hmm. You get 60 seconds to tell jokes in front of huge comedians. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiffany Haddish is, has been a, a guest on there. Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, like sure, big yeah. fucking names will be on stage. And you get your name drawn out of a bucket. And then you, you have to try and tell 60 seconds worth of jokes. jokes. And Tony Hinchcliffe's he's the host, um, his number one... Uh, advice is always tell the stories that only you can tell because that's the first level of sincerity or mm-hmm. of authenticity mm-hmm. is that you're like, nobody else has gone through this and it's true to me. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, don't try to force it on people. If it doesn't feel natural to you, trying to force it is going to, that's going to sound like you're forcing mm-hmm. it. And that's the thing is like, the, especially being story based personally as a performer, um, I've always just focused on my true experiences. I don't talk about anything really on stage that hasn't directly happened to me. Um, And I learned, I just started doing that from the get go because like you go to an open mic, say there's 15 people on stage, nine to 11 of them will almost have identical jokes because they're like topical jokes or they're just general. You know what I mean? Like kind of what's going on. What's the deal with animal crackers? You know what I mean? Like that's, I mean, for example, mm-hmm. but you know, but it's like, do animal crackers have any significance to anything in my life? Uh, yes. No. So it, to me, it's just a throwaway. But it would know, be a throwaway joke. Those meth gators really probably have a big. <laughs> right. Impact. But 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 seriously, like, you look at the newspaper and you see the headlines. Yeah. And then everyone starts to like, let's say Trump. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. great fodder. Well, by the time you're at to comic number twelve, you're doing like, a okay, Trump I'm trumped joke, out now. Everything yeah. that can be said has been said. But if you're doing material that is completely from your own life, no one else on that lineup is going to have any of that material. Mm. None of it. It's true. I do. Yeah. I like stuff like that. So you're just original and yeah. you're not worried. Because like uh, there's been times where like, you go to a show, it, three comics will have almost an identical joke. And so you get to the third person and they haven't been watching and they do the joke and it looks like they just ripped off. Oh. Yeah. The two other comments. Or the people aren't laughing because they're like, well, you know, now I've heard, heard that twice. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would think, though, that they like they wouldn't keep doing, they like, would change up their five minutes quick. 
Uh, no, I guess I don't do stand-ups. Uh, I don't know how. Uh, one would think, but I think something, um, I think for a lot of people, new material, it's scary. Like it's yeah. scary to do. It's easy to find what works and just keep doing that Yeah, because it works. You get good laughs and the timing's right and you're not going long and you know, all these sorts of things. So I think it's sometimes hard to get that new material and to take that leap. No, it's fine. Didn't I tell you that? No, you did. Yeah, I need to it. I just, you know, since I've been here since 6.30. Okay, well. What sick burn? Where's the aloe for that? Pew, pew, pew. Um, <clears throat> okay, uh, we have a segment on here. Uh, you're both uh, on your phones looking like goddamn millennials. Sorry. <coughs> I wish you could um, stop recording the videos because I w- want to vent about something, but it's fine. <laughs> I think if the camera could have caught your eye roll. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, mm, that was intense. So we have a segment on here, Jason. Okay. I'm pretty um, excited about this. It's called. Point them at a at a camera. Uh, Chris ordered these on Amazon, and I go, why the giant box of cookies? Yeah, They're see, okay, Mexican so that cookies. one sleeve was what I saw, so I thought that's what I was getting. Oh. It was just one sleeve of cookies. Okay, but Kim, well what are they called? Let me see. I can't see the boss. Guadalupanas? Guadalupanas. Sure. It's in English. Um, there are cookies. 20 servings per container, so there's seven seven pieces in a serving size, which is only 150 calories. That's not bad. Total sugar, seven grams, protein in it, and nothing really. So yeah. what we do, Jason, is is we try a snack that we've never tried before. Oh. So everybody takes one. And we don't smell eat it. it yet. We give a sniff, and okay. we say, "It smells like this." Okay. It smells like that. And then we all take a bite. And then at the same time, we all take a bite. Okay, all right. They look better. They're so that no one has warning in case it's a bad snack. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We've yeah. had someone who just like opened the snack and was eating it mid, mid. We've had a couple of people. They're not as sugary as they look on the there. Oh, I like that smell. It smells like the Christmas cookies sm- yeah, from the does, tin. It does. Yeah, the tin mm. cookies. Do you yeah. know what I'm talking <laughs> about? Maybe it's Mexico I every day. love it. Christmas in Mexico every day. It smells yeah. like Arizona to me, like my, oh. my, uh, my grandma's house. Can we house. take a bite now? Is yeah. it a... F- is it a frog? I don't know what that is. Mm. I think it's just a design. Oh, I see the frog. I think oh, it's yeah. that heart from Zelda. It's either a frog or a butt. <laughs> I like the butt idea. Better. I want those butt cookies. <laughs> Look at, and that's the butthole. Right that's there. as dirty as I get. Now you went too Janus, far. Janice, grab me some of the Mexican Kay. butt cookies. All right. Mexican butt cookies. Okay. What, you know what it tastes like? It tastes like a cracker. Like, um,. That is weird. Is anybody else getting like fumes off of the the cookie? I don't know. You think it's, we're dying? Like I feel like I'm breathing out the scent of the <laughs> I, no, to me it tastes like it tastes like the Christmas cookies mated with like a Ritz cracker and had ah, a baby. Wow, I like that. Also a hint of va- Vicks vapor rub on mine. I don't know no, if anybody mm-hmm. else is getting that like kind of cooling sensation. Yeah, we should ask you. Do you have any allergies cuz No, I don't have good. any allergies, but I'm trying to figure out what cookie you're eating. Yeah, this isn't bad. Nobody else was getting that? No, I might have eaten a weird cookie. I'm going to eat another one. God, they are. I'll, I'll have, have seven. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a serving size. Oh, I like it. Mm. 
That was good. This would be a good like hangover cookie. I'm going to send one home with you for when you're hungover next time. You'll see it in your right. cupboard and you'll be like, mm. there's some in Vegas. <laughs> I've got the cookies. What <laughs> <laughs> kind of cookies? Oh, that was delicious. Mm. God, J- Jason, I, I honestly could. I could talk to you for hours. I, you're a wealth of knowledge. <coughs> you're confident as fuck. And you're just a goddamn delight. I, I, I love talking with you. It's always so much fun. I, um, I really miss you commenting on Chris's picture. So yeah, you thirsty bitch. Back oh, I know. I did, well, I didn't <laughs> know. I, here's the funny thing. Like Sometimes you'll like, comment on something. And then it's like people you don't know really well because like I had never met you or whatever. Yeah. You're always I get paranoid where I'm like, okay, do they know that I'm joking or is? Oh like, yeah. Are they? Like, I feel like anyone like, that he went too far. <laughs> like I get all panicky, so like I always do the LOL afterwards. But then like I find I'm like, okay, I can't use LOL in every single sentence because that's what do. sluts do, Jason. <laughs> I know I'm an LOL <laughs> slut and an, and an OMG whore. No, you I goddamn- just assume everybody on Chris's friends list is just people that make jokes about like, something oh i use I lol and omg so much everything on my phone just auto corrects to that it doesn't matter <laughs> what i type that's funny Sorry. are you allergic to those butt cookies <laughs> allergic to oh, the you ass. know what actually this is a question that we ask oh. every guest which i had forgotten oh you <clears throat> can't do that oh no kim what have you done though about? So I I'll was ask, drunk when no, I asked there's no, people. There's no shame. There's no shame. I'm joking. I'm making a joke out of it. There's no shame. Listen, you do you, and uh, it's all good. You yeah. have kind of that Stepford wife vibe of, oh, honey, I'm not going to judge you for doing that. I would never do that, where it's like I'm a backwards judgmental no, no. thing. Um, I'm a Minnesotan. That's <laughs> 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 what we do. Yeah, for real. Um, it's not you middle like judging. took their face. You're like, I'm not judging you. You like, walk in your house and you're like, did you hear what Alice just did? What right. the fuck is Alice? Yeah, it's like, oh, new shirt, huh? <laughs> That's a choice. <laughs> you know, like I love your new shirt. <laughs> you know what? Alice's shirt. Where'd so it, it's a very short segment now, but I do this thing called off the nog, and I don't know oh if you God, improv. I we're back to the ass thing. Or, I was like, no, no, no. We're done with ass. I mean, I'm not. I don't know what's coming next. Never done with ass. Mm. It's just this called off bad. the noggin. No. So it's These just cookies stick to your teeth. By the way, yeah. No. So uh, I, I say a topic. You can either say what you hate about that thing, complain about it, or you can try to make a joke about it, whichever right. you prefer. But uh, for you, I think uh, a well worth topic would be Katy Perry versus Taylor Swift. I couldn't choose. Okay, here's the <laughs> thing. Like they totally had the the feud. Okay, mm-hmm. but as you now know in the video, you need to calm down. They have made amends. Mm-hmm. Katy mm-hmm. Perry appeared in the video. Oh really? Yeah, they hugged. The okay. feud is dead. Um, <laughs> but it took me back to my youth when the world was fighting over Tiffany versus Debbie Gibson. Oh, that's funny. I was like, that's I before lived, my time, but yeah. I remember. So that, that would have yeah. been like pop war. One and then and so this was like Brittany. Christine and Brittany was two, and now Taylor and Katie was three. So I was just everyone like you know my niece is losing her mind over it, and I was just like, it's okay. <laughs> you need to calm down. I've been through this before a few times. We'll I be know all people right. always it's say the professional the we Brittany versus Christina. No, it was just media. What about what about Miley versus Nicki Minaj? What? No one talks about that enough. Well, because no one wants to talk about Nicki Minaj. <laughs> or Miley Cyrus. Hey, I like Miley. <laughs> She's just being Miley, okay? Um, it's the T. Te- I don't know. I dude, her, like her her foundation that she started and 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 having uh, musicians come and and do performances to 
help uh you know at risk lgbt oh yeah, yeah. it's oh, okay, so yeah. incredible the I know. Happy Plus, hippie foundation anyone or? that had billy ray cyrus as a dad <laughs> come on like, if you're just a f- semi-functioning adult that's a win it's true uh, yeah you know it's true okay so you could don't pick tell one. my heart you could my not <laughs> you break your heart wait what's huh billy ray cyrus yeah. who is that well, her dad that like an 80s thing no, it's not an eight year of monster. Um, gather around, kids. Let me tell you about the 80s. Um, no. Oh, Google it. Um, I know who he is. Sure you do. I'm not that Good young. cover. I'm 32. Oh, I remember 32. That was a good year. Was that, was that pre or post Billy? Uh, I, was, I was young when Billy was popular. No, no, no. I was talking about... Bill oh, the other bill, <laughs> drug bill. No, 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 no. That was, yeah, no. I'm doing the math in my head. <laughs> oh my god, math is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did push your final back for your math, so I know, right? Like, who needs math? <laughs> call, call back. back. Look at that. <laughs> like the Wonder Twins activate <laughs> in the form of callback. In we the form of laughter. support each other. Do you remember here. the Wonder Twins? Yes. Is that, yeah. All right. I don't form know. of Water. I know, like everyone was. I was either ice or, like, not ice. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, all it could be the other one got options. That could be any animal in the world. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Form of squid. Squid, right? And Form yeah. of ink. And then the I told you, don't be frozen when I'm a squid. <laughs> 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 the Wonder Twin fights that were not aired. Oh, they're the best. I love Katy Perry. I like. Taylor I do too. Yeah. Um, so here's, I'll tell you the Katy Perry story. I have not met Taylor Swift, but I have met Ka- Katy Perry. She came to the radio station. Um, this was uh, two stories, but they're connected. Okay. Katy Perry came to the radio station before she was Katy Perry. Like mm-hmm. I saw her at Warped Tour before she was Katy Perry. Yeah, well, it was before her album even came oh, out. Oh, wow, wow, like, wow. She was a brand new artist. The song You're So Gay was just starting to get a little bit of like traction. No one had heard of her. No one, there Is this was when she was in New York then? No, this is here in Minneapolis. Oh, I was well. So, no, I was thinking of because she was living in New York doing like dive bar shit for a while. Oh, it might have been, but it okay. was just okay. like she had just got signed. Um, the album hadn't been out yet. The first thing was that was out oh, was "You're So Gay," because I remember Madonna talking about it. I'm a huge Madonna uh-huh. fanatic. And so surprise, that's how surprise! Katie on my radar. Right, well, everything you're saying does not surprise me. But go ahead. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, no, we're there's not no surprises here. I am who I am. Yeah. <laughs> that's just how it is. Um, shocking. <laughs> So then uh, they said at work, they're like, oh, there's a new artist coming in. She'll be here over the lunch hour. So if you want to take your lunches down and watch her performance, great. Uh, and her name was Katy Perry. I was just like, oh, well, Madonna's reading about Katy Perry. So I'm going to go and check it out. So then um, there was only maybe like 15 of us in the room for her performance. And I just remember she was like wearing like pajama bottoms and a <laughs> jean jacket and had like a banana clip in her hair. Like, I mean, she was not the Katy Perry that you know today, right? And she just had an acoustic guitar and she didn't even really like look at anyone. She was really kind of shy and like, Aww. you know. Yeah, it was just super sweet. And um, she sang three songs, uh, but no one knew who they were because the, the album hadn't been out yet. But there was one song where I was just like, oh, that's really catchy. I really like that one. Turns out that song was hot and cold. So, oh. I know. So now, fast forward to the album's released, right? And like Hot and Cold becomes like this giant, massive mm-hmm, worldwide mm-hmm. hit and propels her to the upper rankings of pop stardom. 
And I was just like, oh, my God, I remember when we saw her here and like we were eating our Doritos like while she performed. <laughs> and she didn't even do <laughs> autographs or anything because like no one knew who she was or no one did. That would have been photos. interesting to hear on acoustic. Though. It was just absolutely just acoustic. Her and wow. a guitar. Yeah. Catchy. Both versions. So now she comes back after she's a huge star. She's going to do another KDWB Skyroom performance. Mm, oh, um, because she was performing at First Avenue because she was booked at First Avenue even like she was tied to performing there, even though she was bigger than that venue mm-hmm. because of contracts. Same thing happened with Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga blew up big time, but she was still locked into a contract, I think, at um, was it the fine line? Oh, like that. whoa. Yeah. So I saw I saw Lady Gaga and there's like this like room of like, you know, like literally like she was right there. 70 feet from the stage. Yeah. Because and then all of a sudden, like she launched the big arena tour, like within nine months yeah, after fulfilling the states. Anyways, Katy Perry. So she comes back. She's a huge star. It's completely packed. Standing room only. I go and I'm sitting in the far back corner, like super, super far back corner. I like that you said um, standing room only. So I'm sitting back. Well, the- I was sitting <laughs> on a table. There was a table the- like that they had catering on, but I just kind of slid the catering over, and so I was sitting on the table. I see. I see. Like I just tried to because I was on staff, so I was just trying to you know not like be like oh look at the staff taking the good seats you know you just oh. try to always like yeah you don't not be noticed so then yeah. it was never a problem that you were there yeah um see it's all working it's how you work it mm-hmm. and so uh she was performing and you know she did a song and you know it was great and then she's just like okay you might know this next song and uh, hot and cold and i'm like that's my jam <laughs> like you don't like obsessed so you with that stood song. up on that table I, not on the table but i stood up and I was dancing in the corner, you know, kind of like all this sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, Whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget it because she was up there performing and she's like doing, you know, these things to the side and this. And she's all of a sudden she goes. And she saw me dancing in the back corner, right? Like an idiot. <laughs> so she's like, because they had video of this performance. So she's like performing. You see the moment of recognition where she's like, oh, who's that weirdo? <laughs> and so afterwards I hang back for the meet and greet part of it. Cause I always just go at the end because then I'm not taking up anyone's time. Mm-hmm. That's a listener or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, I get up to her and she goes, Oh, it's you. <laughs> and I'm like, looking at her, she goes, you like that song hot and cold, huh? And I was just like, Oh, you saw that. She's like, couldn't miss it. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was just like, yeah, that was me. I go, song makes my heart grow three sizes. Aww. And she put her hand on my chest and she goes, this heart. And I was like, that heart which will now never be washed <laughs> and so um anyways you know she signed my cd and all this other stuff and so i go back to the desk but i had told her i go i was here a year ago when you were performing for the very first time she's like oh my gosh she goes i remember that performance i go yeah i was here she was isn't it crazy what can happen in a year and i was just like yeah i'm still the receptionist and so <laughs> <laughs> crazy that moment you went from no one to massive global (laughs) icon and i was receptionist and still receptionist (laughs) parallel lives katie and so (laughs) anyways she comes out and she's sitting i was sitting at my desk and she walked through the lobby area and my screensaver was me and kathy griffin oh and she goes oh my god kathy griffin i love kathy griffin she goes i can't believe you met her and i go you haven't met her she's like no i haven't met her and i go well i've met her she's like, yeah i see that and i go she's awesome and so i told her the story of when kathy griffin gave me a shout out in her in her performance because i was on her chat board which that's a whole different story so katie was jealous of my kathy griffin experience she's like i live for the d-list i go that's one of my favorite shows and so we're like bonding over this and i go well just so you know katie 
you're going to be my next screensaver. There's only been three screensavers that I've ever had. Me and Kathy Griffin, me and Dolly Parton, and now me and you. She goes, oh, my God, you met Dolly Parton? I go, yeah, I met Dolly Parton. And she goes, I love Dolly Parton. I go, yeah, she's amazing. She goes, I have a fake Dolly Parton in my next music video, which is Waking Up in Las Vegas. <laughs> Such a good song. And Katie goes, she goes, yeah, she goes, the big hair, the dress, she goes, big titties. And I go, Katie, we don't say that word. And so... <laughs> She's like, sorry. And so, because I was like, we're at work. We don't, that's an HR issue. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> so we're like laughing and talking, whatever. And so she goes to leave. And as she's getting into the elevator, I go, bye, Katie. And she goes, bye, Jason. And like, she knew my name, like, legit. And the elevator is closing. I go, best friends forever. And she popped back out and she goes, and a day. <gasps> oh, my God. I so love then I looked at the CD. That she signed right because I was going to put it in my bag because I just uh-huh. had it sitting on my desk because I didn't look at it. And she wrote on the, the cover, she goes, To my tiny dancer, Jason. Aww. It was great to see you again. Love, Katie. Like, she's legit. She's cool. a legit yeah. nice person. And I think Taylor's and legit cool. And I think sometimes, nice. you know what I mean? Things just happen. So that's why I could never choose between one of them. I think we're, what we're overseeing, though, is how you brought up the fact that she's very handsy and she was very handsy from the beginning. Yeah, we're married. So we got married. <laughs> so it was a shocker when she divorced Russell because I was like, No, I was I saying, hey, like, just because, you know, she's been in the news for, for touching and kissing people. Oh, that's true. Oh, I forgot. Katie about has? That. Yeah. You didn't know that? I don't watch the fake news. Oh, excuse oh. me. <laughs> if it's derogatory towards Katie, it's <laughs> clearly not real. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. What was that? No, wasn't that the. She American grabbed a idol. kid and kissed him. But he was saving himself for marriage. Yep. Yeah. And she's, yeah, a bunch of people have been like, yeah, she's just always very like, she's like a Joe Biden-esque where like, she doesn't mean any harm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's not, it's not, I don't know. It's Here's a weird thing. It's hard, I think, for a lot of people to navigate stuff in the climate that we're in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you're Katy Perry in 99.9999999% of the world would lose their shit if she kissed them. I know. I'm like, damn it. Why wasn't it me? But do you know what I mean? And so then when you're just, so that just becomes, but that just becomes her norm because that's what the, you know, everyone that's coming at her wants. Yeah. So then when you do it and it just happens to be that one person who doesn't you know what i mean and you get painted as this like inappropriate monster um you know you know i a hundred percent i exactly know what you mean like it's weird it's just like has she addressed it i i don't know i don't remember i think yeah she more or less was like you know i think because she knows that she wasn't ill-intentioned was just very like dismissive about it which Again, in the climate, people who are like, we want the Me Too movement to be taken seriously, but if women are going to act this way, then it delegitimizes what we're going through. So people were very offended at the fact that, well, in Up in Arms, because it's like, because then you have asshole meninists or whatever they're called, male, like, anti-feminists. I don't know what the fuck they're called. But like male empowerment, Mm -hmm. like, you know. If if there can be feminists, then there can be male feminists like being for us. 
I don't know why I can't think of the fucking term. But anyways, those assholes will then go and be like, oh, see, you guys don't fucking shame her or try to throw her in jail. So they try to call double standard and make it this thing. Mm. Yeah, but but I don't know. I guess I just view a lot of it differently in the sense that like. Well, you're preaching to the choir, bro. Y- you know, there's just it's it's not always all or nothing. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, and so to be like, well, you know, Katy Perry kissed a guy. So now the, we can use that as an excuse to negate the Me Too movement. You can't compare that to Louis C.K. jacking off on his own yeah. stomach in front of women. It's not like the it's, same thing. It's not thing. the same thing. You know, it's like, you know, was it a unfortunate? <clears throat> yes. You know, is that kid probably destroyed for the rest of his life? Probably not. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm sure he's probably. I don't know. I guess yeah, I would I assume he, he might have moved past it right now, but the world's not letting him yeah. sort of thing. Yes. Yep. A hundred percent. He had people constantly saying, how do you feel about that? Yeah. What was, you know, she robbed that from you. And like using terms that makes them feel like, oh, wow. Yeah, they did. Because yeah, not to negate what it meant to him, you know, yeah. like. Yeah, you yeah, know, there's. Yeah. I think there's just different levels to things, and I think we're in a really interesting place culturally, where we're all about cancel culture right now. Yeah, one strike you are out. It doesn't matter the severity of it. You know, there's that. Like, like if you commit a crime, there's different levels to criminal like gross action. misdemeanor, felony, felony and, first you know, count, first, second yes, count. Yes, there's third, different levels based yeah, on what you did. First and degree, right yeah. now, there's just this weird culture where. One misstep, no matter how innocent or how intentional, like whatever it might be, becomes this like like avalanche where you're done. Okay, yeah, there's yeah. no path to redemption. There's no nothing. Like all these people that aren't involved in that situation are dictating what's happening to you. Yeah. It's frustrating because... <laughs> I've been dealing with somebody who is a repeat offender mm-hmm. in being disgusting to other people. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, this is why I was telling you earlier before we started recording Maybe this we stuff. Like, talk about this no, 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 like it's not. Don't worry about it. So when I was saying like not opening up in certain regards and telling you certain things. Oh yeah. 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 Um, is because it, the backlash that individual is now thriving and doing better because they were accused of doing awful things and because the people who were accusing that person didn't come forward, they were like, well, obviously it's bullshit, victory. And now they make jokes about rape and they think it's cool to poke fun at something really fucked up that they did to people. Yeah. It, it's So it's, it's like on one hand, thing. I get... Yeah, one strike should not be you're yeah. done forever. But depending on what you did, though, is the thing. That, and that's the point that I was getting at. It's like there's certain things that depending on what it is, if you rape someone, there should never even yeah. be a one strike. You're just done. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yep, yep. But <sighs> kissing someone on the cheek. Right, 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 right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you can't. Th- those are apples and oranges. But this person would one thousand percent be the person to go oh well that person physically kissed somebody on the cheek all i did was say gross stuff to people oh yeah, but, but you can <laughs> say gross stuff and have it be horrible mm-hmm. and 
see that's one I, strike. You I, can feel threatened by the way someone talks to you. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, it's like when Chris talks about crazy. buttholes, I feel. Like I felt really threatened. Yeah, pucker, <laughs> like sucked right up in my body. Son of a bitch. Hashtag butt too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do another off the noggin. You can't compare like people he likes, obviously, because. No, yeah. that was perfect. That led into a beautiful story. Yeah. I'm getting better at picking my topics. Because well, like Ali Sultan's thing led into that Uber story about the guy driving gosh, on the... that was such a funny story. Some guy drove onto train tracks accidentally when a train was coming in the other direction. His Uber, and he took a video of it. It's pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. my God. He goes, you're on the train tracks. <laughs> and uh, the topic was Uber versus Lyft, and it turned into this fucking... Yeah. Two crazy stories. The guy that, remember, was like a criminal and wouldn't say what crimes he went to prison for. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh some man. bananas. And then you t- that, that beautiful story about Katy Perry, Forever in a Day. Forever in a Day. Ugh. That's fantastic. She still thinks about you, I think. I think she does. I think she's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I wish I could call my bestie right now and just I, talk I think when she sings Waking she Up in Vegas, she's like, I wish I was waking up in Vegas with Jason. Right. It can It could be arranged. <laughs> Um, okay, so our episodes air once a week. Wait, you don't want to do one more? Uh, you got a topic? No. I you seem you to, you guys have a very solid connection, and I've been enjoying sitting back and kind of watching you, you guys riff, and s- riff on stuff. I think that's uh-huh. super fun. You got topics? What do you I got? No. You used to throw, cho- throw topics at me, and you oh. don't anymore. You haven't mentioned at all that I've been stacking White Claws over here. Yeah, look at this. I Hashed. don't even know what these things are. Like everyone's They're seltzers. Try one. Oh, they got like oh. It's grapefruit. Do you drink alcohol? I do. I just I get sick from it. Oh, okay. Like it's not like like oh I don't drink. You oh, know what well, I mean like No, you like, physically I just I get fine. like I don't know. I he doesn't want to try it. So just slam sick. No, stop, just slam it. Stop pressuring me. <laughs> yep. Just oh. your career is going to be over <laughs> if you force me to take a sip of that. Yeah, he's going to throw up on all your I'm gonna stuff. I'm going to cancel Chris. <laughs> My new hashtag. Cancel Chris. Um but Okay, all right. Um, so wait. how about this? Oh, you got a topic? I don't think you do. I don't. I mean, I'm trying to think of a secret thing, and I can't. Doesn't Little Fall have a Little Falls have a zoo? Or what? Well, yeah, there was two zoos. There two was two the zoos. I know there was the Pine Grove Zoo. Yep, we took Lane to that when he was little. Yeah. Yeah, but back then when it first started, it was just like one really sad, depressed bear. That was the <laughs> only. <laughs> no, it was really tragic. Um, and then uh, we, there was Smuda Zoo, which had different animals okay. too, but not like. But there was, I think, that it was like a cat, a dog, in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, small town yeah, yeah, in America, in yeah. an ostrich. Um, <laughs> Why is but there always an ostrich? Always. I don't know. Like, oh my God, I once, we were on a family road trip and my niece was a baby baby. Um, well, I mean, not an infant, but like, you know, toddler. Yeah. And we stopped at a Dairy Queen and it was the Dairy Queen. And then like in the yard of the Dairy Queen was an ostrich in like a big fenced in circle. It was so weird. Like, I, Stop I, it. I'm not, no joke. And I remember... <laughs> Taking my niece Isabella over to look at the ostrich, and we got kind of close to it, and the ostrich was just looking at us. All of a sudden, the ostrich was just like freaked out and started like making these crazy sounds, and like its mouth, like it just went, it was like, like, like jamming. <laughs> They're against not nice. The fence. No, and my niece, I mean, she was so terrified, she literally shook, and then she peed. <laughs> so it was terrible. And then my mom Did was she like, get her blizzard though? 
No, because she was allergic, so she couldn't eat anything. Oh. She had food allergies. You guys brought her to Deer Cage? Well, we were on a road trip. It was the only thing that was there. Oh, okay. It was like the town, like the one <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. It was a disaster. And it was a Dairy Queen. It wasn't a Hardee's. My mom was like, what the hell's the matter with you? I was like, well, I don't know. I didn't know ostriches lost their shit like that. Now you know. Now I know. That's why they keep their head in the In the movies, the they just look funny and they run funny. Like, <laughs> they lay giant eggs. Right. Yeah. 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 They're like the dinosaurs on land right now. Pretty much. Yeah. But now we know. Okay, oh, I know fantastic. you want to end it. No, sorry. Uh, well, I mean, I just I know you're you're. An oh, already? You're an important. Guy. <laughs> you got you got stuff to do. Your phone's been blowing up. I mean, that's no. true. I mean, I thought it was just Candy Crush trying to send you updates. No, but, uh, it was bejeweled. You know, I haven't really. <laughs> <laughs> Not Tune Blast. Is those, that the is that the Ryan game. Reynolds? You kids in your games. Back in my day, we had bejeweled. <laughs> Back in my day, we had snake. You try. You hit the big time if you got five rubies in a row. <laughs> you know, before you kids were smoking jewels. Oh, we oh. were playing bejeweled. Vaping. Gosh, that's a good. That, you that'd va- be good. Are bit. you vapers? <laughs> no, gross. No. Right, I just think I can't think of there's anything more pretentious than vaping. Like it just like looks gross. Like we, we, went to a, we went to a show and the people in line in front of us, like inside the theater, he was vaping, and I was just like, I gave him the most terrible look that you could, like. Why would I want to stand in your cloud of vape? It field? smells like strawberries and barf. And not only that, you're going to get popcorn lungs. So yep. good luck to you. Good luck to you. Now we're seeing it all over the good place. Good luck laughing it's, at the next show because you're not going to be able to breathe. It's hilarious to see someone basically holding a vacuum cleaner and makes, thinking that they look cool doing that. Right? Douche flutes. It makes no sense to me. No. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Like, it's I not know. cool to smoke, but I vape. Oh, God. Because it can make Disappear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they just dis- the cloud of smoke goes up and then they disappear. Well, right, no, but I'm just like you know you're kind of a chicken shit if you're vaping. Like if you're gonna do it, do the real thing, smoke. Okay. <laughs> Commit. No, God, we don't even. We don't even smoke. We're pansies. Yeah, I mean, when I don't, I don't either. I, I once like or I twice a, a year. I'm a square. That's I okay. Just, I'd say you're more temple. of a. I'd say yeah. you're more of a pear. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> I'm not hippie. I tried to get you to listen to this show. We make fun of each other so much. Oh, I know. But sometimes people are like, what the fuck? Why would you say that to me? And I'm like, I know it's all going to be edited out, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> this episode's never going to come I'm gonna out. You think I'm going to edit that part this out? Is Chris's <laughs> secret way of getting you to our house. Well, we had Jason on the show, and it was a snooze fest. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, he talked about Vegas. Dude, that heroin story was fucking crazy. He wouldn't stop talking. Every time we were ending, he told us another damn story. No, that was yeah. Chris. Chris has to, like. Whoa. Uh-uh. What? I was, like, trying to end the episode, and you were like, are you sure you're doing without the noggin? And I was like, I'm, I just want I wish those people just, just go back to chewing instead of the vaping. Just no, that makes me sick. Oh. <laughs> I know, it's gross. I have a weird jobs. thing about spit. I can't handle spit stuff. Like, oh. the grossest thing ever in my life was when someone gave me a wet willy. Where they went, <laughs> like, like, seriously, I thought about, I could chop off my ear and be okay. So wow. rude. I can't stand it. So yeah, so when they do that in like the pop can, I'm like, I'll never drink from a can again in my life. Yeah. It's a weird like. Mm-hmm. Especially just, little falls, you know. I'm just squeamish that way. I like how you made fun of me I for know. dragging just, shit out. And then you're like, like, hey, by the way, about. another topic. I know. What I just realized, though, is that you're a gay man. Every gay person that's been on this show, you connect with so hard. Because she's not homophobic. Oh, excuse me. I'm just don't saying. make 
I'm just saying. In front of our tens of followers. <laughs> tens of followers. <laughs> um, well, luckily for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, dude, thank you so much for coming. Uh, please, pl- uh, dates that you have coming up. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you got going on, What about your website? On, What's your website again? <laughs> 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 website? <laughs> www.comingsoon.com. <laughs> um, Jason.smoodazoo. Sadbear. <laughs> Backslash. At ostrichwrangler.com. No vaping. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com. I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess. Well, I'm going to be back in Little Falls in October. Okay. October 5th. Are you doing like a run of shows? Or are you just doing some? It's just a one night that night um otherwise i'm doing some stuff with louis coming up we're in uh worthington minnesota and we're mm. gonna be in wisconsin and so once i'm doing once a the fall. punchline punch out oh. on sep- oh. uh, next week september 4th Ooh. Uh, Sisyphus. kim calls it sister fist Sister Fist. I remember the first time I performed it there was like this we just have one request of all of our comics and we go okay don't call it syphilis. And it's just like, well, that wasn't in my head until now. And so it's just like, welcome everyone to. And then you, like, you panic. You get nervous. Yeah, what you know what I mean? You're like, what do I say? What is this place called? Syphilis. Sister's Fist. I, yeah. That's like me calling James Stanley James Thompson at the top of the episode. James Stanley's very funny. He is. Absolutely. He's a guy. He's so young. I know he's. young buck. He's right. I know. Ten years yeah. from now, and we're gonna be like, remember when he? Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, yeah. No. So, uh, d- thank you for for saying that. And uh, as always, everybody, um, Tuesday nights uh, at the Nordic Brewing Co. in Monticello, we do an open mic. What? Yeah. Oh. Every Tuesday, if you mm. want to get on stage, I'm gonna sign up. I was never invited. Uh, oh, you stop that. You could be the ender. How many times have I asked? The ender, the closer, <laughs> whatever they call them. Uh, I usually like to go third to fifth. Um, Get it done. You know that in. you could come any, any time. We'll see how this turns out. St- yeah, yeah. <laughs> spot that you want. No! Every Tuesday, 6.30 to 7.15 is sign up. up. Shows at 7.30. Shows at 7.30. Well, so the last thing that we, we do, do is... Yeah? No. No, you go ahead. I always screwed up anyway. That's okay. So our listeners are called ducklings. Okay. So we say au revoir, little ducklings, quack, quack. Or of our little ducklings, quack, quack. Oh, I did it. I did it right. Oh, I have to say it too? Yeah. yeah. Au revoir, little ducklings, quack, quack. <laughs> I liked it. Good job. I tried job. to be French. Good. No. No. Good, good job. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>